0: Good evening everyone and welcome to another fantastic night of Phantom Access. I am your ever faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. And holy crap, everybody's here.
1: Hi AJ, it's Karen, how are you?
0: Hello. And Jamie too. Hi AJ. And Gary, we got everybody. Oh, Jamie didn't unmute yet. Hold on. There we go. Now we got Jamie. Oh, okay. There, now I'm here. Okay. Hi guys. Hi, guys. Hi
2: everybody.
1: Hi. Hello. Hi, Gary. How are you? This is gotta
3: got I'm doing this is oh, gonna be a wreck you. for having me
1: on. I forgot you were gonna be here tonight.
3: Uh, what a nice well, surprise. I'm hoping, well, I'm gonna be angry. I mentioned it in the text <laughs> message.
2: Yeah, Karen. You didn't
1: pay attention. <laughs> I had I had house guests for several days, and I didn't see most of my text messages. But anyway, I, I mean, I remember now. So thanks. So thanks <laughs> for being here,
2: <laughs> Karen. Just as an aside, if you haven't checked your cat messages, make sure that you email her about back. Okay. Okay. We'll I will. Talk All right. About All
3: right. I will. All right.
2: All right. Well, Gary, why don't you start by telling everybody what your play's about so everybody listening can get a better idea here?
3: Well, um, my play, Black and White Cookie, was originally um, – I went on, the, on your show last year. It was supposed to premiere in New York, you know, Man Plans and God Laughs, and it's finally opening okay. this weekend, October 15th through 17th, at the Silver Spring Stage, which is an award-winning um, Theatre just outside Washington in Maryland. It, we're kicking off the 54th season of the of the theatre. So very very kind of them to open their creative doors to us. And a black and white cookie is about um, a, a 60-something African American um, conservative, Harold Wilson, who finally finally reopens his newsstand in, in Manhattan following the the pandemic shutdown only to be hit with an exorbitant rent increase, which he can't afford, and he has to retire and plan on moving to Florida with his niece. So enter an eccentric 1960-style radical communist Jew named Albie Sands who persuades him that he should fight back. So that starts the story about whether they will join forces and ultimately take on corporate greed and the man and overcome prejudice. And um, it's really about... The fact that more unites us than divides us, two seemingly very different people and personalities find how much they have in common, which is a positive message in these days. So
2: um, I was going to say, other than than having COVID get in the way, which does not help anything. What, no. um, what else was kind of like the most difficult thing you had getting it to the stage right now, other than that?
3: <laughs> well, I, I think that's, you know, independent theater is always um, in trouble. All the attention is focused on the great corporate god, theater gods of Broadway. And while it's very nice and who would want to play on Broadway, um, The the creativity, the art comes from elsewhere. And it comes from the, the feeding grounds, which comes from independent theaters like Silver Spring Stage and theaters all across the country. So it takes a while for them to find their legs. And I think what what the pandemic did, and I don't want to say a you know a silver lining because you can't say a silver lining when <laughs> five million people have died. But yeah. what it did do right. So, but but what it the pandemic did do is make artists who want to um, continue to present entertainment find Zoom. Um, as we know, and to connect throughout the world, so it gave a, a shot in the arm to artists and theaters all across the, the, the world. I mean, I met the director Jackie Hume because she was play. She played a role in a black and white cookie zoom reading um, held in England, you know, held by a, a British theater company. So that's the wonder of it that we all stayed together and we fought on. It. Uh, One of the great apocryphal stories, I always thought, was during World War II in London when um, England is getting pounded by the Luftwaffe. And at first, the British government uh, banned theater as not being safe, obviously, during the raids. And the British people rose up and said, we need our theater. We need entertainment. We need need diversion," And so theater would come back nightly. And nightly, the German waves of bombers would be hitting London. And they would signal for air raids from the stage, either it would be an announcement or um, they'd show lights from the stage to please go down to the shelter. And more often than not, people just said, no, carry on, you know, we'll be okay. And that's a sort of, you know, the indomitable human spirit which was, was shown then and shown um, across the world by everyone coming together during COVID and, um, and in art. So theater is slowly coming back. Theater is always, Independent theater is always financially challenged, unfortunately, but they give voice to new works.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so – excuse me a second. <clears throat> Had a little something in my throat there. Uh, so it's – I mean, have you been going to – you're in New York, right, and, like, theater is kind yeah. of back in New York. Um, so – this, I guess, is the first thing you've been able to produce, uh, you know, live. Have you been going to theater? Uh, you know, theater's back. Uh, but I haven't been to the theater. Um, so I, I don't know what I'm trying to ask you here. How exciting is it to be, like, back in a theater yourself? Um, well, I, have, and, I, I also and...
3: have not been back in the theater, but my wife, Martina, is a theater critic. And so she goes to a couple shows a month. And she says Ooh. sometimes, you know, yeah. She says, it's a wonderful sensation to be back. But you have to, for example, the, the protocols, you have to wear the mask, you have to be vaccinated. So you have to, you know, yeah. the, the, you know, the actors don't have to do that. But there's something special about being in theater and having that common experience. Uh, now, I heard that I've been reading lately, Broadway came back with a, 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 an apparent bang. Um, but it was really New Yorkers who showed up, and what I'm reading is that the box office is disappointing because no one is releasing figures. You know, it's like those TV um, publicists who, if a show premieres, don't send a ratings release right out, right? You go, hmm. <laughs> right. Don't you know about those <laughs>
0: TV publicists? Yeah, not that i <laughs> no,
3: Certainly not, <clears throat> never. But, um, <laughs> so because, because some 70% of Broadway is from tourists, and it, it, now yeah. New York is not, you know, if you read the stories about New York and Times Square and the the crime, it's a little scary to say the least. The yeah. so tourists are not flocking yeah. back. The Broadway not flocking back. So where's theater going to come from? I mean, Karen, you, you're in Baltimore, which is not, um, I don't think far from Silver Spring. I, I'm not, no. you know, great no, geography. Close. I would love to. I, I, yes. I'm going to be there Sunday. I'm going to be there Friday. And Saturday night at eight and Sunday at two, and there's going to be a talk back, so at least we could see each other. I would love for you to, to obviously would love to see you and to to see what you think because the play i, I, I use modern anti-Semitism as a way of, of getting into the notion of what happens when good people are bigoted, and it's easy to write about you know Nazis and the Klan. and that's you know that's not exactly a great dramatic arc. Okay, because someone walks on stage who steps in a, in a swastika, hmm, I wonder what his political views are going to be. And, and to me, I don't worry about the fringe. I worry about the good people who look away from hatred. And so in the play, I, I look at that and I try to show, well, you can't look away. And you, you, you can't – I want to show – this is a dangerous um, path to war, work in our society – nowadays, but I wanted to um, explore why someone's bigoted, using it, or justify it, or to at least show why it happens, because if we don't know why it happens, if we can't show why people have prejudicial views about anyone, um, then we don't understand how to deal with it, and we don't understand how we could come to the other side and and work together and dispel the, the caricatures, because... Ultimately, we're all, you know, when you say, oh, you know what those people are like. Well, those people, I'm sorry, cover like a lot of people on this call probably for one reason or another at one point, right? (laughs) And as soon as you say it's you people, we're kind of dehumanized a little bit and we're not like the rest. And if we're not like the rest, you could treat us differently and usually poorly. So I wanted to, you know, look at what happens when the decent people – don't stand up.
1: Well, that's, you went right to my next question because I was gonna I was gonna ask you a question about um, you know while we were talking a lot about COVID, it, it's really just a backdrop and, and isn't what the play is about. But you um, you read my mind and went right ahead and explained it. So I don't want to talk over AJ, but I want to ask you one more question um, because this play the the characters are like I don't know there's like you know this sort of elderly uh, African-American guy and and this other guy's like a 60s radical. Um, Yeah, he's in the 60s. Yep. And the last, he's like from the 60s, right? And the last time you came to discuss with us was about um, your web series, which is set in the 1960s um, against some like, you know, racial... um, Right. Well, riots actually in New York City. And it's just got me thinking, like you know, like the history books will be like, you know, you had Gary Morganstein had his baseball period in his writing, and now he's in his 60s <laughs> period in his writing, and like, oh, well,
3: are you are are you
1: like really thinking about that era now, or is it a coincidence that these two things came back to back?
3: Well, I always been I'm, I've always been fascinated because I was young, but I came of age, and in fact, um, another play of mine, A Tomato Can't Grow in the Bronx, which is opening at the Center Play-ho- Players in Freehold, New Jersey, in February is set in the 1960s about a Bronx Jewish family um, struggling to leave the tenement and find their own, uh, buy a home in the suburbs, you know, back when that was the American dream. So the 60s so much defined um, very all the issues of today, issues that remain unresolved. Yeah, I think it's, it's remarkable what the 1960s was like because as terrible as, problems were and you know you want to talk about racism and hello we had just blatant and we had you know water hoses on african-american demonstrators i mean it's just it's something that would horrify us today to have that happen we can't even imagine what that was like and all the other issues of poverty um and then ultimately the the vietnam war but there was also a hopefulness a can-do spirit in America, a belief, you know, when John Kennedy in 1961 said, we will land a man on the moon by the end, end of the decade, and we did, because we were America. Now, you could laugh and say, oh, that's sentimental, that's patriotic, that's xenophobia, but that's what the American spirit once was when Johnson, LBJ, in 65 launched the Great Society. He, the twin goals was eliminating racial prejudice and and eliminating poverty. It didn't work but the fact that we thought we could do it. And so I think Mm -hmm. there's so much that we lost in America, that positivity of coming together. I mean, it's just not there anymore. It's, it's, It's terrifying, actually, because despite all the problems of the 60s, ultimately we were Americans. We shared many things we might have disagreed, but there was a core which is really very much gone now. And so I think in the writing, it's looking... I try to look and see where it
0: where it all went went bad. Um, Gary, so I'm I'm noticing a pattern here. I'm starting to notice a pattern here between you know um, with Joyland, um, a fastball for freedom, and a mound over hell, and now Black and White Cookie. um, You know, I know it's not the core part of it, but there's you know a lot of um, you know racism and You know, um, is it something that you're intentionally trying to bring to the forefront and, you know, get people to realize, hey, people are just people and this is wrong. And, And you're doing it in an entertainment value way that maybe brings people together so that you have multiple races seeing the same thing and maybe all starting to collectively think the same thing.
3: Yes, exactly. Yes, because there is more. Uh, that we have in common with each other, but we're so busy yelling and screaming and attacking and no one listens and no one wants to understand what the other person's saying because you all, everyone leaps out of their shoes at the first sign that someone disagrees with them politically. Like, Oh, what? You're a, you said that you believe that, you know, and we can't do that. And I think we use, I mean, you can say that, you know, that there's a fierce bigotry of political Big po- political bigotry now. You want to add that in like, oh, my God, you're a Republican, you're a Democrat, you're a socialist, which you really have to go back to the to the um, 50s and 60s with the communist scale. It wasn't such a scare anymore. It was legitimate. We were locked in a struggle with the Soviet Union. I mean, that's, you know, the Soviet Union wanted to subvert our form of government. I mean, there was, and other forms of government, It it was legitimate. But you really have to go back to those days when you're a communist, would ruin your career. And you see now, if you express unpopular political views, I'm not talking about calling people names. I'm just talking about believing certain things. And Mm -hmm. and you have to now add that, which is very disturbing, because this is a democracy. And I believe ultimately in faith. And I don't mean faith in in a religious sense, because I'm spiritual but not observant at all, but faith in ourselves, faith in each other.
1: So your writing right now is, is really like reacting to... I mean, I mean, all writers react to society around them, but, but right. you seem really right now – I mean, you know, your Fastball for Freedom, you know, had some other things going on. It was a little less um, – uh, I don't want to say it was unrealistic, but it was, like, it was speculative. Exactly, uh, yes. As opposed to, like, you really, like – I mean, it just sounds like you're so, um, you know – struck by what's happening now. Um, it, it, you know, it's funny, so uh, we're all younger than you to different degrees, and right. um, you know, you're talking about, like, the '60s coming together, and I know that um, that the play, uh, you know, the characters um, lived through the era of the Vietnam War, which was such a divisive period. I mean, I didn't live it. I've only learned it in history books about how that divided society so much, American society about... Um, whether what the, US, what the U.S. involvement should be in Vietnam, um, I, I guess I don't always think of that period as a time of coming together. Until I heard you speak of you know the space program and things like that.
3: Well, yes, it was it was being pulled apart and and coming together. Mm-hmm. And that was you know it was in a positive way, ultimately trying to. But ultimately, we failed in in so many respects. I mean, I know personally. I was against the Vietnam War, but I yeah. stepped away from that when, you know, people around me were saying, oh, yeah, let's, you know, kill the GIs and root for the Viet Cong. And I said, whoa, whoa, wait a second. The, Viet, the, the, the GIs are Americans. I don't want to root. Right. For, I don't want anyone to die. I don't want to root right. for the, the Viet Cong to kill our boys. That's mm-hmm. not <laughs> That's something very wrong there. And I think that's where it started going off the tracks in in the, in the, in how you, we were viewing our, our country. Um, but, you know, you need to find some positive elements. You know, we have our politicians such as they are, who always say we're going to bring people together. We're going to unify, but it never seems to work. And, and I think we can't really rely on the politicians. Um, we have to rely on you know what you know, no. exact just each other. No, hell no, no. <laughs> I don't care who you vote for. I'm an independent, so I you know I vote for whoever. Is. But I mean, we can't rely on these politicians anymore. We have to do it you know ourselves.
1: For sure, yeah. Uh, so as an, I'm going to take a different turn here for a second. If you guys don't mind me asking another question
0: but I live in Maryland
1: as a New Yorker who sets, you know, most of your work in New York. How did you come to be producing the play in silver
3: spring? Well, it's uh, again, it's like one of those fun stories. Um, Jackie, Hume, who's the director and she also, she also co-stars played Carol Wilson in um, a a production by a British um, theater company under the headstocks in the Midlands. And, it was a Zoom, um, obviously. And so when they wanted to do the play, they said, well, you know, it's um, we're not very diverse here in the Midlands. And I said, they said, we don't have two African-American actors. I said, well, that's kind of important. So, you know, so I gotta, <laughs> I guess, you kind know, of you kind of need two um, go black party. actors. So right. So then they posted on Facebook and Jackie answered. And she was so wonderful. And I said, you know, I'd love to work with you again. She says, well, I have a theater company, Jayo, um, in the D.C. area. So then, once things started clearing up, and she's on the board of Silver um, Spring Stage, uh, she approached them, and they said, yeah, let's do it. So we're the first. We're like, we're kind of like the Marines, because no one knows how many people are going to come out, okay? Because of the because of COVID, people are you know still little squishy mm-hmm. about this so it's going to be on yep. youtube I'll, I'll let you guys send you guys a link um even though oh, karen's gonna going be to be there
0: question.
3: yes karen karen will be there but um,
0: <laughs>
3: but uh but you know so people could could watch it at least but it's going to be live theater it's going to be people not you know in the brady bunch you know the screens up in the, the zoom it's going to be you know a, 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 like yeah. human beings right human beings of course you know it's the neurotic um, playwright, I say, okay, wait a minute now. People are wearing masks in the or, or, in, in the audience. How are we going to know if they're smiling? You know, it's like well, that's what you know, a writer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's what you know. I, I, I have a couple friends sure. um, who live in in the area, coming to the show. They said, well, we can can we sit with you? I said, no. Are you crazy? You, I'm the last person <laughs> you want to sit with. You want me to stare at you <laughs> to see your reaction? That's going to be a lot of fun won't it you know and just like groaning oh they hate it oh it sucks so you know said no no i'm gonna sit off in the corner so no one knows you know sees me but good I, I don't want to leave without can i just please mention the wonderful cast yeah. of, of yeah, melvin yeah. smith who plays harold wilson and paul brewster who plays albie sands and helen mao cheng who plays um uh, ms fam um and robert howard who plays mitchell Reed, and Milani Silva who's the narrator and Jackie Hume, uh, the, the the marvelous director.
1: And you cast them that's all remotely? True.
3: Yeah, well that I did nothing. I just showed
1: Oh, right, right. You're the yeah, the writer of the cast. <laughs> <director>. <laughs> the no, of no, no. Yeah.
3: No, yeah. I trust them. Yeah, you know, that's the wonderful thing. You you know they care especially about theater. You just have to trust people. It's the collaboration. You give it up. Yeah. And, scary right. stuff. And that's <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: Scary. <laughs> it's very scary So
3: Is is theater opening up in Baltimore?
1: Uh yeah, so I mean, I don't think so our big like like Center Stage, the Equity House, they're not open yet and I don't think the Everyman is open yet, but community theater is, it has been like hmm. very active um uh, you know, uh, on Zoom and other ways of producing for a long time. And and community theater coming back, our, our Shakespeare, right. um, you know, we're lucky we, we have a, an outdoor shake, a Shakespeare company that does outdoors every summer. Yeah. So that sort of went on as normal. But yeah, I think our big houses are not back, you know, I mean, you have union issues and other kinds of issues when you're, well, when you're a bigger theater, but community theater yeah. has, you know, and small theater has been, has been, you know, getting pretty active and coming back. And um, uh, I, think, I think for creative people like yourself and others, they just needed to keep trying to do it. Yeah. You know, like some of us could stop working for a year and a half and do whatever, stay home. But creative people, like this is how you process things, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, we'd be crazy. Otherwise, we'd be on heavy yeah. medication. <laughs> oh. be yeah. washed down with bourbon that's not good that's not a good combination you know no, no. To... <laughs> listen guys I'm going to no. let you go do your your show I... oh one last thing have you seen Dune no we haven't uh,
1: seen it yet.
3: yet oh yeah I went to a screening yep. and I'm no no spoilers it's really epic science fiction it's really wonderful um, you know I have yeah. a few notes I wish um, there'd been a little more backstory. But but it's really like serious science fiction. It's there's no wisecracking aliens. This is it's very true to <laughs> right. It's, it's true to people the novel? Are, are serious. Yeah, sorry. You, yeah, Faithful to the it. novel. It's if you love science fiction, you're really gonna love it. It's just beautifully shot, and you're just like, whoa, look at that. Yeah, the trailer looks uh, gorgeous. Yes, yeah, so I yeah. would really recommend it. Listen, thank you. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for having me on. Karen, I'm going to email you the details.
1: Yeah, do, because I um uh would love to come down this weekend. Silver Spring is, is yeah. really accessible from Baltimore.
3: Okay, great. All right, bring your posse. Cool. All I right, will. I you. will. I'll right. round up
1: some people. All
3: right. Please. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank you, AJ Jamie, Karen. Take care, everyone.
1: Uh,
3: Good talk to you as always, Gary.
0: Same Bye-bye. Here, man. Bye-bye. Bye.
3: Thanks
0: for Bye.
2: coming.
1: Bye bye. That was such a nice surprise for me to not remember that we were having a guest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I um, in, well, in addition to yeah, I, uh, having having guests, I worked at Monday Night Football last night and didn't get home till three a.m. Well, so, make an excuse. It's okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, I'm I'm in the middle of nothing going on where I'm at. So. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. How unusual for you, Jamie?
2: Well, no, I just mean yeah. that I don't live near anything. Like, I can't, you know. Oh, uh, I got that. Yeah, that happened here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I am. Um, I'm working part time at the football stadium, so I yeah, I go home at three a.m. Cool. So I, that's why I'm not checking your messages, but yeah, yeah. Someone's gotta gotta work at the bar. Might as well be me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, well, that was great, and we're actually like uh, in, uh, you know, on our timeline for a change. Yeah, that's we're on perfect schedule. timing. Uh so okay so i guess uh should we will just get on with our show and and jump into our regular schedule which is usually walking dead oh. first
0: Jamie before AJ, before you, you guys jump, before yeah, you guys oh, jump into can. the walking walking dead yeah. um Jamie have you have you watched midnight mass yet I
2: haven't finished it yet no i haven't had a
0: chance Okay yeah i got i got watch. one episode left i have i'm i've watched okay. all with episode that's what six I <clears throat> Karen, I know you well enough to know you can watch Midnight Mass. Yeah? Yes, and okay. I think that's you're going nice to really enjoy it's it.
1: Not exactly,
2: I mean, I mean, it's it's not really exactly religious horror. It's more sci-fi with religion but yeah, in there. Just,
0: I would just, just, yeah. We don't need to say anything else, Jamie. We know her well enough that with us saying you can yeah, watch yeah, it with no fear, Karen, you'll like it. Yeah. You can watch. Okay. It. There's nothing that there's nothing that scares you in there.
1: Okay. Good. Yeah, you guys know me well enough. To it's really done well. It's, it's
0: it's a it's 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 like a, it's a slow burn horror. It's really good. All right. Cool. Very character driven.
1: I look forward to checking it out. All
0: right. Now you guys can do your right. zombie thing.
1: Okay. Now I'll do our <laughs> little zombie thing. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Jamie, Walking Dead. Yes. First. Yes, Walking so, Dead. Oh, the Walking yes. Dead. So tomorrow,
2: yes. I was gonna say so tomorrow, you're gonna talk to Lynn, which is what I was saying. Make sure you email her back so she knows yes. that. Yes. Uh, so uh, uh, because originally I was supposed to talk to Lynn. Was it Friday? I think it was Friday.
1: Well, and, and uh, Lynn is the Lynn. Lynn is the actress who plays Leah. people won't know who that is.
2: Yeah, I was I was going to say it, uh, Lynn Collins, who plays Leah. Yeah, originally I was supposed to talk to her, and something came up, she had to cancel, so they're rescheduling it. But since I will not be here, you're going to do it. Um, so people mm-hmm. can still send questions to me on Twitter, and whatever you send, I'll, I'll forward to Karen. Um, but, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, and now everybody's seen it, too, so at least I guess they, maybe they'll know more things to ask. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward on. to it. I'm just answering, Gary. I'm like trying to type and talk at the same time. I can't. Oh, okay. Um. All right. Um, that's so, right. Um. So obviously, this was the, the mid the mid season finale in this one, and we have um, the uh, Reapers battle with the um, with our people. Um. And this is where I was kind of saying to you before. I, I thought, and the, granted, I had you know I have seen it because I'd watched it on AMC Plus. um, I guess it was my understanding that their plan was mostly to go steal the food. I don't know that they necessarily were going to attack them. Although I still don't know that this necessarily was going to go well. But um, yes, I I took it that they were going to just going to get the food and then get out. Was the whole um, the whole plan? So um, I agree. I believe that was the plan. All right, and and I I said that I like this whole them being walkers and stuff. I mean, not that it was per se new, but, but I think it was interesting the way it played out. Um, and and I, I, I liked parts of the episode. I just, we had said, I think, from the beginning that, even before this episode, that I think it was very obvious that, you know, Daryl was going to try to bring Leah over and it probably would not work out. At yeah. not the way he planned. Um, I don't know that I was totally surprised she killed Pope. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I, it was kind of hard to tell. I knew they were going to try to bring her over, but I, I didn't think it was going to work. I kind of figured she'd end up dead, to be honest. I, I didn't think that it would go quite the way it did, um, but now she's going to be, you know, the, I guess the villain of it. The thing is, she didn't seem to be necessarily cool like him, but now that she's like, well, he lost his way or whatever... I don't know. I mean, she's still going to go after Daryl and his people, so I, I, she's obviously not good. Like, like he maybe thought she would, because he's still going to try to kill
1: him. I don't know. What do you? How, what do you think? I'm not I sure. Mean, what you think. I, I mean, I don't think that 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 we should ever be using words like good and bad when we talk about the Walking that's Dead, that's for starters. I mean, they're that's like true. we're talking about a bunch of like Daryl participated in attacking the Saviors in their sleep, un unprovoked, like. Right uh-huh. um, uh, and I don't know if Daryl like ever thinks about it as her being good, but as her being an ally or or i mean it's ridiculous it, 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 like this whole episode a lot of this episode was nonsense, and it is nonsense for Daryl to spend days and days with these people who are like family, 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 we family. Setting aside <laughs> the part that they exhibit, no, they appear to all hate each other, actually. Like, they all treat each other like shit yeah. and insult each other all the time. There's nothing family-ish at all about these people is one of my – but at any rate, you know, Darrell spends all this time with them, talking about family, and then he expects Leah to just – Darrell's like, well, I want to save my family, so help me kill all of yours. And then he's, like, surprised when she's like, no – uh, I'm gonna have to kill you because you're trying. Like what? Like 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 why I know, would you why be he surprise?
2: been like let us leave. Like he didn't even have to quite do it that way. I mean, what? It. I don't know. I okay, just feel but, like if but, he hit, he, but, he could have but, maybe gone a little
1: different. My problem is that it's a stupid. Like they have him act in a stupid way, like the show always does. Because why would yeah, you not? The fact that he like thought that if, it would work. if people have preached family at you. And then for you to say, well, I want to save my people, so, like, like, why would he be surprised? Why are they always surprised that other people also want to protect yeah. their own people? Like, why were they wait, always surprised they didn't that Negan... Like, say, why? Wait, 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 wait. Like,
3: they compete. were
1: surprised that Negan wanted to protect what he had. They were surprised that, right. you know, Oceanside didn't welcome him with open arms. They're surprised that he's surprised that Leah... Um, I mean, oh, okay... As a viewer, I'm surprised because I really don't see any anything that resembles a family among these people, right? But anyway, well, sorry. Go ahead. I was getting No, up no, there I was just going to
2: say maybe if he had said, like, let them go rather than had been like, like you said, he's basically saying help me save my family by killing your family. If he had said something different like you know let us leave i i wonder that maybe it would have had i mean it still may not have had a different outcome i don't know that she would have let them leave yeah but but i'm just saying like it to me that would make slightly more sense than him to expect yeah. her to turn on her family quote unquote. i mean she turned yeah. on pope because pope had already turned on them i mean i i get that and i could see that and but yeah, I, I just think well, not expect well, her too. I mean, I guess he's seeing the better in her. But but I don't know. I mean, they, they spent so much time together. I, I would think that she maybe would have tried to not kill him, but I think now she's just kind of like, you know, you're my enemy because you went against me and it doesn't matter now. So I. But I don't they know. kind
1: of didn't spend so much time together. Like, the episode that showed them together, like, they had periods of weeks where they were not together. Like, you know, they knew each other. But, like, Daryl would go away for weeks and then come back and spend time with her. And she would go and do what. Like, they weren't, like, shacked up living together for a year. They, like, no, you know. Um, no, you're
2: right. I just, I can't see, like, I, w- I feel like in my own personal, you know, like, I, I, I would think that if I knew somebody, it wouldn't be somebody that I'd feel like I should kill. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to kill yeah. anybody. So, But, I mean, I, I feel like. I don't know. I, I guess that I, it would have made more sense to me if he would have tried to leave, or if she would have said, "Take your people and leave." Like that's the only way that it yeah. could have had a quote unquote good ending. Like otherwise, it well, was going yeah. to be shit.
1: Particularly since I mean, so Pope is a ridiculous. I mean, I thought he was a terrible villain. I know some people like him, but aside from the part that, I, you know, I felt like they made him cartoonish, and and I don't just mm. mean the accent because so. I'm not from Texas. I, people maybe really spe- have that kind of an accent in Texas, but I do feel like on television, like... like they overdo they, it sometimes. They have this heavily accented person, to make a point, yeah. But I, I feel like Pope, like... First of all, they, they appear to only have, like, 12 people left. I, I, you know, Pope has gotten so many of them killed. I have complained repeatedly that this is another villain that you don't understand why anybody would follow him right? Uh-huh. Um, well, and, at least she's and, not. He, and, and, and now, but... Yeah, it also is hard to understand how the people survive. Like, How about the part when Daryl's like, oh, there's a gigantic herd of zombies out there, and Pope's like, okay, I'll send this one guy to go stop them. And then the guy's immediately surrounded by zombies and eaten, which Well, I also... think
2: he knew that guy was going to get killed, though, but that's either but, here or there. But, okay,
1: but he's supposed to be a brilliant military strategist, and he makes that decision. And then the guy does it, and... Okay, like when you're being surrounded by zombies, you can easily outrun them. Like why like I don't understand all the people in Walking Dead who like single handedly try to fight that was like a hundred zombies, right? Um, instead of yeah, he's I mean to it's, run. it's just I guess where I'm going with this is that it, it's another set of people that it's a miracle they managed to live this long. Right? Yeah. Also with the kids. Also I have the same problem with the kids in Alexandria. Like those kids, like I just cannot believe that children raised in Alexandria, Alexandria have zero fighting skills. Yeah. I mean,
2: I, I feel like the kid maybe is a little bit different because I think the parents would protect the kids. But yeah, I would think
1: that they would their keep their out. of like, I don't see how but, they could not. But their parents are Maggie and Aaron and Rosita. Yeah, that's and I mean, You're right. right? Uh-huh. And their surrogate parents are Carol and Jerry and And Gabriel, and right, like,
2: yeah, and Carol was pulling out guns a long time ago, trying to teach these kids, no, yeah, I what' you're was, saying, I'm just saying we always say, like how did they make it this far if they couldn't fight, I'm just yeah. saying, I can see the yeah. kids can make it because they they're protected to some extent, okay, All right. I, hear you. I, hear you.
1: But,
2: I hear your point, yeah,
1: but yeah they they anyway. know better
2: how to do certain things,
1: um, um I mean, I'm glad. Pope I feel is like dead. this was
2: more to show Judas could do things than anything yeah. else um, yeah. with the kids. It was more to highlight yeah. her. But it, at least we got more of the kids. I mean, at least we had a little bit of great with Gracie. Like, we never really see them to even know what's, you know, going on. But yeah. Well, I saw it was many, many,
1: I saw many, uh, let me put Gracie aside for a second. I just want to finish up with Pope. I mean, I, I'm really glad he's dead. You're really glad he's dead, right? Because it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Thank you, Yeah. Yeah. Is This this is the person I noticed him repeatedly referring to Maggie as my enemy. Have you been calling her my enemy all this time and I just tuned it out? Or was that new this week? And and No,
2: I think he was before. Um, I mean, he might have said our enemy, but I mean, he definitely considers them But Yeah, I think he probably was saying my even then. I'm not 100% I, sure, but...
1: I mean, that also, I, I, I guess I hadn't really noticed it before and it was a little surprising to me because they're making it like Maggie's his, like, big, like, you know, like it's a know yeah, and, and, like, she's some big military foe of his, like, we're talking about, like, Patton and, like, I don't know, Rommel, whoever was the German, like, tank commander, right, Um, that mm-hmm. that she's some big enemy, like, as far as we know, Maggie lived in Meridian, Pope came and overran the place and drove her out, stole our food, and then she would, like, you know, then Maggie got all of her own people killed one by one and, yeah, like, it was never like, really it explained. Just, Maggie's, you know, it, it's not like a Negan versus Rick level of, of enemyhood, in my opinion, right, I just, it was just another mm-hmm. thing about Pope that I felt was, like, everything about Pope was, like, oh, the writers were, like, let's write this, like, it just, he just wasn't a person, a believable person in any way, right, and yeah, all of his soldiers, all of his soldiers are dicks, and even Leah's kind of a dick, but all those guys are dicks to her and to each other and to everyone all the time
2: and they're still protective. I mean, I they're I mean, a very unpleasant I say group of people. I don't get her trying I can't say that I don't get her trying to protect her family, but but I agree with what you're saying before like there's nothing that shows that these people even really care for each other because they don't yes.
1: act like it. Um,
2: yeah. and and yeah, maybe when they were in the military pre-apocalypse, maybe they were close, but post-apocalypse like we don't really know anything other than they like you know we're mercenaries there's really not anything for us yeah. to go on so yeah yeah i don't know um hopefully I- i'm assuming now she's going to be sort of the the big villain or whatever um i mean i, don't I know. guess i'll be honest i don't really see her as a big villain just because she does have some humanity but maybe that's part of it i, I don't know and maybe it won't last long i have no clue because i have no idea what's coming but um but, yeah, actually, that's something, too, that maybe you should can ask her about, like, is, is you know, is there another big bad? Is, can she ever, because that was my question, too. Like, after this happened, I mean, she knows that Daryl's not a bad person. Is it possible that maybe they could work together? Maybe there's something worse coming, you know? Like, I could see if something worse comes along, not that we necessarily need something worse, but I'm just saying, like, I can well, see I mean- that happening. So
1: it, if you, did you see the promo? Did you see the promo for the next... No, I didn't. ...for so, February? No, because oh. I, I watched it on Amazon. Okay. What's, right. um... Well, I don't, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the conflict with the Commonwealth is coming. Um, and, and, and so you raise a good point that, like, could Leah become an ally against the Commonwealth or if the Commonwealth turns out to be... We don't really know anything about the Commonwealth yet from what we've seen on TV, but if they prove to be a threat... I mean, obviously the Commonwealth is the – I mean, there's 12 episodes left, right? No. 16 episodes Mm, left. No. Um, And the Commonwealth is the major major remaining storyline. Yeah. We also know that that Leah and Daryl don't have a future together because Daryl's getting another show with Carol. Yeah. Yeah, I highly doubt Um,
2: that she'll be –
1: a big part. Of, I mean, yeah. I mean you
2: know, anything's possible, but I highly doubt she's going to be, like, a big part of the other show.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, so I just hope see. they don't try to but set yeah. up a love triangle with Connie.
2: Right. Right. Um, my my only concern, though, is I, I do find – I will at least say that I think Leah's more interesting than Pope. Because, like yes. I said, oh, yeah. Leah has some sanity. Pope's just a crazy dictator, wants to kill everybody like all the other evil guys on this show and evil women. Yeah. Um, we're, yeah. we're kind of, we say all the time, we're, we're sick of that and, it, and it's unrealistic. So if she does become for a while, the big bad, like at least that may be more interesting. I mean, again, it depends on the writing, but, um, yeah. but it could be, it could be more interesting in that respect. Um, so we'll, we'll yeah. have to see. I I don't know. See, I don't even know the comic, the comic books to know what's coming. I assume the books yeah. for the most part were good, but I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: That's well, I mean. Ideas. I, I mean, they do me. seem – no, I mean, I, I think you're right, but we have seen that they have, their leadership is a little shady, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. And, and, we, but, think, and um, we think Stephanie is a fake Stephanie. Um, yeah. And, and look, I don't know at all how they might or might not tie in with the CRM because the CRM is not in the comic books. But right. the CRM right. kidnapped Rick, oh. right? So I don't know if there will be a tie-in. And how could the CRM not be aware of like on world beyond the the, the CRM wiped out Omaha one hundred thousand people. The Commonwealth says they have fifty thousand people in Ohio. They're in between the yeah. CRM and Omaha.
2: Well, at some point they would, I assume, yeah. get there or be connected yeah. or something.
1: So, um, so real quick, Father Gabriel, can I ask you about Father Gabriel? I want to ask yeah, you if ahead. you thought. So, first of all, I think it wasn't really explained, but I think Maggie told Father Gabriel that she knew where there was a sniper rifle hidden inside the house, which is crazy that that a bunch of military people who lived there for, like, a year wouldn't find it. But they did. They didn't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I kept thinking that priest, that weirdo priest was going to pop up in the room with Father Gabriel.
2: Yeah, no, he didn't. Um, I, I, don't know, I Remember that surprised- that creepy priest? No, yeah, I know, I know. He, I was just surprised that he had that he put on a walker face, and they didn't say anything about. Because that's why I asked uh, him about that, and I hadn't, you know, I hadn't seen the finale when I when I asked him that, and he's like, you know, he would have a hard time with it. So I'm kind of curious, and and and, and granted, there could have been something they cut out because there wasn't time, or it could just mean maybe they didn't have time to go into it. But I kind of would have liked to have seen like some kind of inter- internal struggle with it. Cause I feel like a normal person would have a big problem with sticking a person's mm-hmm. face on your face and a priest should have a really big problem with that. So I was a little disappointed that they didn't say anything about that, but you know, yeah. it might've just been a time thing. And, and obviously he couldn't tell me when he said it. Oh yeah. I yeah. have one in the next segment, You know? So. Yeah.
1: I was surprised how much I missed Negan cause I've always hated Negan so much. And I miss Negan in this episode and maggie a little bit because their storyline is it has finally gotten more interesting right
2: yeah
1: yeah and we have um,
2: to have it, it, um, I, it shows those being that using the whisper whatever you want to say the what the way the whispers do it though can definitely be a um positive in in combat like it you know mm-hmm. it really helps them i'm not sure what i was trying to figure out is that weapon thing they have it looks like it's just a bunch of fireworks I'm kind of confused how you can control yeah. where they're going to hit. I or thought, maybe I'm not understanding the weapon. Because to me, I would think they yes. go off everywhere as soon as you lit now,
1: it. At first, I thought they were bottle rockets. But then I thought those were shotgun shells tied onto the arrows. So oh, somehow, somehow they have a fuse that's going to blow up the shotgun shell and kill you. I'm not really sure. But I thought those maybe. were I those thought kind like of you, big they were round fireworks, things. and I thought, yeah, they're going
2: to shoot them off, and that's great, but you can't really aim them, I wouldn't think. So Well, they are.
1: I mean, they'll fly yeah, an know. arc down into they're definitely a weapon of mass. But I think the fuse sets them off, and maybe they have a I don't know how a shotgun shell would like I thought it was a shotgun. Shell, but I'm not sure how it would explode because you need like say even if you it know,
2: was a shotgun shell, would that even work? I'm thinking about in detail yeah. when Scully's trying to light the shell, you know, the bullets on fire, yeah. and how that doesn't really work very well.
1: Again, yeah, you TV, need but, like a like when you shoot a gun, the hammer like hits the end of the shell has like gunpowder in it to like create an explosion to propel it forward, right? And and yeah. and. So maybe and it, it, and it, and it explodes. A shotgun shell explodes, all these pellets out that get you, right? But like, how would how oh. would the shell be? I don't know. I don't know. Look, it, it's. I don't no. know if that's a real thing. I just thought I like you. Care. I thought it was
2: bottle yeah. rockets or sparklers or something. I didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, that there was a time.
1: Um, there was a time like ten years ago when I would have googled. They called it a huacha, and I'd Google like what's a huacha and, and in front of it's real or not. And now I'm like whatever. The writers were smoking grass again when they wrote this. Right. Yeah, I don't
2: care care enough to look it up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, and that reminds me. I I just, for some reason, was thinking about it. I saw, and I don't know anything about it because I didn't get time to look it up. I just happened to see an image of it. I guess they must be posting something about one of the spinoff shows because there was, it was on Reddit. I took a picture of it because I'm like, I need to mention this, but I didn't get a chance to look at it. But it just says, Tales of the Walking Dead coming 2022, AMC Plus. Um, they were saying what characters they hoped would be in it. I don't know. So I'm guessing this is the one that's like um, more of like an anthology episode. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But apparently they're indeed. advertising that right now. So, yeah. Because uh, it looks like that's an official post. I mean, it is possible because it's on Reddit. Like I said, I didn't actually look at it. Yeah. It's possible yeah. that that's like a fan art thing, but it looks like it's a Really, I think an that ad, might be that, Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, um, so we'll see. So, on, on the Alexandria side, am I, am I only the person who kind of wishes that everyone would die and Alexandria would just fall and they'd go live someplace else because I'm sick of Alexandria? And, like, why do they even still <laughs> live there? Right? Like, the whole place is falling down. Also, I don't understand when all the houses are falling down and why they haven't been maintaining their property. Like, it's only been 10 years. Like, I think plenty house like my parents yeah. front door is not wood my parents would front door is fortified like, a bit better my parents feel, front door yeah. is metal on their house and then like a yeah, lot so of houses works. have a metal door or you have really strong wood and they're like oh the door is falling apart oh the windows are falling apart oh I'm like but you live in the zombie apocalypse and you don't take care of your house like yeah what? i'm not
2: sure that it would be so easy for them to get through a house like that
1: but and it's only been like yeah a couple weeks like two weeks top since the since the yeah, but
2: at the overran same the place? Time, I have, to, yeah, but I have to say, they decided, now originally, because I was actually reading something about this the other day, um, originally, okay. they were going to have the Walkers, I think, be smarter, because they had, like, um,
0: like all the time his
2: name, no, what's um, Morgan? Like originally, his wife went after him and stuff, and she tried to open the door oh, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and yeah. things and somebody was comment somebody was commenting how like that little girl zombie from the pilot like picked up her bunny after she was already dead or something. Like yeah. they had some kind of memory retained, I guess.
0: Yeah, and that that's That's going to
2: originally be, I guess, the way Darabont was, however you say his name. Darabont was going with it, and then he got he got fired or quit or whatever, and things changed. Um. So, yeah, there are a lot more senseless I don't see that they'd be able to break in places the way they always can that being said if they boarded up the houses and it just showed them like banging on the walls I think we'd be complaining it's boring
1: so well yeah they they also these people suck at they they suck at boarding up houses and they suck at fixing the wall like Alexandria has like so I was reading some comments on the internet and and people were like okay like Slaves built the pyramids by hand out of rocks, and they're still here 2,000 years later with no technology. And the Great Wall of China is still standing, and, like, the Wall of Alexandria no, falls right. down, like, every two weeks. I'm
2: just saying if right? the Walkers couldn't get into – yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if the Walkers couldn't get through, there wouldn't be a show. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah, 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 be some yeah, kind yeah, of threat. Yeah. But I that's I just, what I'm saying. I think that it would have made more sense if they made them smarter. Like, I think that that would have been yeah. a more interesting show. But that's yeah. neither here nor there.
1: Um, yeah, and so. I, I also I also felt, real quick, the hurricane, like, we saw that on Fear of the Walking Dead. Remember that big hurricane on Fear of the Walking Dead?
2: Big Like,
1: week. yeah, well, because you probably blocked it out because it wasn't really, a, it was in the middle of that horrible, horrible season where they had a balloon and a plane. Um, but, like, we oh, had yeah. a big hurricane already. Like, I, I feel like part of the problem with there being no new ideas is that they've, they've used them all so much. Anyway, it was, I mean, I, um, and the last That's thing happened I when
2: the show goes on for 10, 11 years.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. And the it's last thing I want to say is you may, you might've, you might've seen on Twitter, the number of people complaining about Judith and Gracie, that, that Gracie appears to be, Gracie's like a whole head taller than Judith and appears to be a much older child. And like, Judith on the show Judith was born like 2 years before Gracie. Like Judith is born in that season in the prison when Lori died and like and like Gracie's an infant with the saviors, right? Like Judith is yeah, right. like she 3 years older place. than her. The yeah, and they have like your
2: time jump.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, you know, I mean, maybe they cast that kid and then COVID came and she grew like six inches in between or whatever, right? Like, you, yeah, like kid they, actors. I you think can't,
2: the other, and it might be the other way, too. They maybe don't want to recast Judith as somebody older because the actress is good. Because yeah, I Kelly, think it would work that Kelly's way 22. as well. Like, they could just yeah. recast her as older, but they probably don't want to. I, I don't know. I mean, things like well, that I, in a show like this, I tend to just not even – Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't think even the think reason, about because they do so many things that make no sense. I don't that kind I of think thing, the I reason, kind
1: of I think the reason people were focusing on that was because the rest of the story wasn't compelling enough to like keep your attention and people are just like, Oh my That's god, these point. kids and whatever, like these kids don't know how to use a weapon and these kids they're not like the kids on the kids on World Beyond at least were supposed to have been raised in some sort of coddled environment. Like the kids of Alexandria should be badasses, right? Like, why is yeah, Judith the should. only person who knows how to wield a weapon? Like when, you know, as you pointed out, Carol was teaching kids to use knives back in the prison.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's just one of the many things about the show that they don't. I, know. <laughs> I just kind of, I like, know. yeah, well. I don't, yeah. expect, it, so... <laughs> yeah. you don't expect it, so. But don't expect it to be fantastic. You don't feel yeah. Bad.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, and it really wasn't the worst thing we've seen. On this trip. this episode wasn't the worst.
2: Oh no, it wasn't horrible at all. Um, no, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, horrible. but it wasn't it wasn't horrible. Yeah, but it wasn't the worst. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I, I am glad Pope said. I, I I would rather see Leah than Pope. Um, not sure how it's gonna go, but um, Pope we were kind of like over. So, not that we were yeah. ever not over him at the beginning, but that's a whole other issue. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll we see, at least we'll has some some
1: some depth and some development to her character. Yeah, yeah. All
2: right. Well, All right. You want to move on then to world beyond? Oh, and I'll mention since we're not obviously not covering *Fear the Walking Dead* right now because it isn't on yet. But um, I have those uh, interviews. We'll be going up oh, soon yeah. if I can get them and everything else that I have transcribed. I need your help here. yep (laughs) i'm just looking at these like i have this one and i have this one and i have this one and i have three of these yeah so anyway those will be eventually done and i almost have the third world beyond one almost ready to go up i was going to try to uh get that up hopefully tonight if i could stay awake i don't know it's already 11 o'clock but we'll see okay so world beyond uh, I have to have to think back. This is what. Okay, so this episode is about that Iris's group. They get to this. I think it's called the outpost. I forget what it's called. Is that right or wrong? I want to say it's the outpost. Um, something suspect. The
1: outpost. What that I was can't called? Find. I don't know what was called.
2: I want to say it was called – then again, that might have just been like what the actors called it. I, I don't know, but for some reason I'm thinking Outpost. But, so they're at this place that has this sort of um, arrangement, I guess you'd say, with the CRM. You don't bother us, we won't bother you, type of thing. And obviously Iris puts that in jeopardy. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think these people are probably still scared of the CRM and doing what they want because they're scared. So, I mean, you kind of know that I think that relationship isn't going to last one way or another, regardless of virus. At least that's my guess. And I don't know. I have not I have not even looked at – I haven't had a chance to look at AMC Plus. I haven't seen further than this. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I think that that is going to go <laughs> – that that's not going to last. That's that's my, um, my thought. Um, yeah. I'm trying to you – know, and then we have – we finally see Silas, who – the CRM grabbed and have no, are not killing because I guess they believe um, what's your face that he doesn't know anything. Um, yeah. So at least they're not. And, and I think we've talked about this, this too with the place where they, they need people to populate and that they probably don't want to kill young people if they don't have to. Although considering how many other young people they killed when they killed the whole colony, I don't know that that's accurate. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I we don't, don't know. really know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then the other part of the story is all with um hope and them trying to get her in integrate in initiate I can't I can't talk today. Anyway, integrated into um with her father and them. And obviously I think and again, I don't know, but I think so it seems to me they're going to try to get her in on doing things that she probably ain't going to want to do. At least it looks like I, I didn't I didn't see the preview this time, but I'd seen a trailer or something before. And it made me mm-hmm. think that they're going to bring her in on experimenting on zombies, potentially. I don't know how much her father's even in on that. I mean, obviously we know Lila is, because she's the one that it was experimenting on that one guy, that redhead guy or whatever, red-bearded guy. Yeah, um, yeah. But I got the impression that they're probably going to try to get her to do those kind of things, and, and I don't know. I just wondered if after having to, and, and I don't know because nobody told me anything, but I just got the impression after talking to um, Aaliyah, because she had said something like that. Um, I forget the way she said it, but that basically, like their their ideals don't always align. And I Wait, just kind Aaliyah, of made me Aaliyah, wonder,
1: who's Aaliyah? Does she play Iris or Hope?
2: Yeah, she plays Iris. Um, and that okay. interview's up. And she didn't spoil anything at all. I'm just saying she said something. I forget exactly what she said. But basically saying that, that different things are important to them, to the two of them, and that they're a lot different. And it just yeah. made me wonder if, like, just thinking about it, that maybe hope is going to end up helping them and she won't agree with that. You know, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know. That was just for whatever reason, my kind of theory of what I'm wondering if it's, if it's heading that way, because I think that hope will do what they say. And I think hope should do what they say because they'll kill her if she don't. But, um, yeah i I don't know i am I am curious where that like where that goes and what because we don't and like I said we don't even know if her how much her father knows. I'm curious to know if he knows what they're doing and if he is if he's okay with it, but they just kept showing things in the in the one trailer for the season of like the experiments and stuff, and I don't know it just made me think back to that and made me wonder
1: yeah i don't know um i mean that whole, i could be completely I
2: mean, out of left field wrong yeah. But I'm just,
1: Yeah, and it's hard to say because, you know, first of all, we don't know anything about where this is going, um, and there's no source material, but also it's the last season, so it has to all wrap up. And, and, well, in theory, sets the stage for the Rick Grimes movie that might happen in a few years, (laughs) right? Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, that's all good discussion there I'm
2: just waiting for Jadis to show up that's what because I want to see the cross bad haircut! like I'm waiting for and and I'm not saying that we loved her character or anything
1: but I'm interested
2: how it plays out on this show
1: yeah yeah um I mean a a lot of that is more interesting than than like a lot of what we're getting like it, it bothers me a little uh, uh, so it doesn't really bother me, but you know they're setting up this separate camp of survivors who live outside the gates of the crM who have't an, it's an artist colony like what what you have an artist colony in the apocalypse whatever but they appear to be – Well, I think it was
2: just supposed to be – maybe I misunderstood that. I thought it was just supposed to be that that colony was, like, was an artist colony, and that's how they had the houses. That's why they looked the way they did. But yeah. I don't and, think and, the people yeah. there now are necessarily artists. At least that's not how I feel. Oh, I, I, I
1: thought the artists somehow survived, despite like, – Maybe. I,
2: I, I mean, I've I, women I, painted stuff. Like, she had the paintings and yes. the, the drapery. But I don't know. I thought they were just saying that's why these houses are weird, because artists... No, live no I, think the artist colony, I, I think
1: the artist colony... I think the artist colony survived. And, like, look, I have respect for artists, maybe, but they're not the number, one people. Not the number one people. They're not the number one people, I think. Yeah, they're not the number one people, I think, are going to survive the apocalypse would be an artist colony, right? But whatever. At any rate, like, a stat, like I don't want them to spend too much time establishing these people because... Um, we should not be spending much time with them because this is, you know, season two of two. And yet the show is, yeah, that's the what, show is... I
2: think that it's bound to, to fail. They're, they're, um, Sometimes Well, I Iris and, Felix,
1: I, Iris and Felix are going to get them their, killed.
2: Um, agreement. I just can't see their Iris, agreement lasting.
1: Iris and Felix are going to get them all killed. Just like all right. the so-called, <laughs> all of the protagonists on the walking dead are super selfish. Anybody who helps them is doomed. Like, you should never the protect, like, Rick was like this, right? Maggie's like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone on Fear the Walking Dead is like this, and they're very, like, anytime anyone helps them, inevitably they're all going to suffer for it and get killed. I have to say, though,
2: at least with Fear the Walking Dead with Strand, at least he doesn't apologize for being like that. You know, like, he's like, I'll get you killed and I don't care. (laughs) So,
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I I'm, I'm I mean, listening. I gotta walk. I gotta let my dog out. She scratched. All right, but I, I mean, I, I thought it was not a very good episode. I I hated I hated the whole part. I hate the whole part where Iris is now supposedly some kind of zombie killer, um, who can fire arrows in the dark, like right, like, a, and she and Felix are some c- kind of amazing fighters, like. Like, it's established that Iris has zero experience last year. And even Felix, while he had experience outside the gates, Felix is not exactly like a Daryl Dixon level of zombie fighter, right? And yet, yeah. like, and on the very first night, like, these
2: articles well, the are like, oh! A human, not even a zombie, but a human who knows what they're no doing. Work, yeah. It seems very...
1: Yeah. yeah, Ambushed and murdered a human in cold blood in revenge for... Kidnapping her sister, which that poor guy wasn't even involved in, right? Yeah, and that's
2: what I asked her. She's like, I'm not sure. She doesn't even have proof they killed these people. Like, she thinks that, and granted, she's right, but I kind of feel like, I don't know, I kind of felt like that guy was not necessarily involved in what happened directly, and for her to kill him and not seem to have any remorse over it, I kind of have a problem with. Um, I don't know if it's just, she's like on adrenaline and not thinking about it. I don't know, because she made me think that it's not going to come back for her to even think about. To me, I feel like that should be affecting her, but that's the writers. I mean, that's, you know, (laughs) that's not up to, up to them. So I don't know, but that's what I kind of had a problem with.
1: Mm -hmm. It seemed a little strange to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the idea that like, like these people take you in. And on the very first night, they're like, listen, we'll take you in, but you've got to lay low and please don't get us killed. And on the very first night, you sneak out to go, like, ambush soldiers and kill them because they're pissed. Um, seems, like, at best, ungrateful. <laughs> at worst, like, incredibly stupid. And Felix goes after her, and they have this whole, like, and she and she appears to be wholly unaffected by having, like, she's 17 years old, and she's wholly unaffected by murdering a human being. She only yeah, killed like that, five zombies a, in her whole that's life, right? A
2: problem with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I
2: have a big um, problem with that. Um, yeah. Especially because she seems to be a moral person. I mean, this, this show, granted, it plays very loose with morals, but I'm just saying she seems to be the person that wouldn't have done that. Like I could mm-hmm, see Silas mm-hmm. doing that. I could even see maybe one of the other. I doing don't. It, but Iris is one of the
1: one I would not see doing it. I don't see Silas doing that. No, I I think Silas, if Silas I guess
2: I'm saying I think if Silas killed somebody, I think he would be less remorseful than I feel she should be. Like, she's the one person that I would have thought she's not going to go kill a person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But, it just surprised me. But
1: why? I mean, okay, so Silas has killed a person. He killed his father or stepfather, whoever that guy was. Um, after... Yeah, I'm not saying I
2: think he would go kill somebody. I'm just saying she, to me, seems the least likely that would have. was I was just using
1: him as an oh, example. I I know, didn't Elton, mean is, Elton is the
2: least likely. Elton is
1: by far the least likely. Yeah, that's true. Um, Elton's least likely. But, just but I guess because just Silas, i I think Silas is actually profoundly affected by having killed his father. Um, yeah. You know, he's abusive and horrible father. Um, you know, yeah. at any rate, yeah, I thought that was so, like, Iris is like I I like Darius, but she's getting really annoying. And this idea that you know I don't love so Hope is like apparently a super genius that nobody noticed before except for Elizabeth Kubleck. And they like I feel like the whole storyline of Hope is starting to wear thin for me. That they they had to like Kubler. No, we had to trick Hope into walking a thousand miles because that's the only way we would know. We had to toughen her up and know that she was committed. And then we like apparently also killed a hundred thousand people because I don't really know why. Um, I feel like because, she's
2: also not committed though. I feel like she just agreed to help them to get do, to not die. Like I don't even know that I well, believe oh, she's sure. committed.
1: She said as much to Huck last week. I mean, she said it, but yeah. like this idea that I don't know how Kublai is some sort of. She's like we did a psychological profile and we decided that we had to like trick her and manipulate her.
0: In order to get her to
1: trust us and buy in, which is incredibly stupid. I know. Right? I feel like if and they then, had, I feel
2: like if they had brought her sister, they could have used her to threaten her, and it would have worked better. <laughs> no,
1: and, opinion, I, I, and you cool. know, I don't love the way they're trying to be like actually, Iris is also a super genius uh, who yeah. you know, like that nobody ever noticed that she's a super genius because she was like the artist who drew. I don't know, whatever. Like, I'm like, what is going yeah, on I with my postcards
2: his real kids maybe but like they're not even his
1: kids well i mean i mean they're his kids he adopted them but you mean like no 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 heard right. his saying intelligence. saying right? super geniuses yes. i'm saying yes. like since he's so smart it would make more yes. sense if they were his kids i agree i guess yes, yes. I, I i think what you're saying and i agree with you 100 percent jamie is that so he's a super genius scientist and by coincidence happened to adopt not one but two right. super genius children <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't even think they were yeah. both
2: sisters, come to think of it. So. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not.
1: Um, uh, so it's all crazy. And I don't, like, I don't know what they're, yeah, trying to do. And, I mean, the Silas storyline was a little, also made no sense. Like, Silas, uh, uh, so Silas, I I don't know, like, last year they tried to build this four kids up into a group that was like, I don't know, coming of age and learning and I feel like in a two-season show should you separate the kids and have these separate storylines? Like, it's now episode two, we haven't seen Elton at all. Byless, um, okay, he's the silent type, but we had a lot of time spent in a car with him not talking, which was a huge time waster, and he gets to this place where he basically has the same job Eugene has on, on Walking Dead, where oh, you have to clear out zombies true. and kill them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I do not know about that. And, the, and they have four children. They're employing children. So they're using child labor to kill zombies, right? Like none of those boys looks older than 16 years old. And, and it's disturbing that they're using child labor to do this. It's disturbing to me that they're like, oh, someday I'm going to grow up to be a security guard for the CRM. And it's like... I don't know. I I feel like they're putting vulnerable and disadvantaged people there, and like if you're lucky, you could. I don't know. It just felt very classist, and I don't know. I just didn't like any of that, and I'm not sure what the point is. And how does that further the rest of the story? Right.
2: I don't know. Did that bother you? Yeah. No. Or
1: was it just dumb and you didn't care? I. Because that's not it also. with
2: these, I, I feel like with these shows, because I know that they do things that have, like, no purpose, I, I try not to get hung up on things like that. Um, yes. Okay. I, I don't always right. put too much thought into it. And You say it, and I'm like, yeah, you're totally right, but I hadn't really, like, I didn't put enough effort into thinking about it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. really think it through, but no, you're, you're, I see what you're saying. You're, you're definitely right. Um, but then again, we don't know what the other one's jobs are either. I mean, we don't, we're only seeing... I mean, maybe the the maybe the people there, none of them have, you know, better jobs. We don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think that's yeah. what you're saying, and they're kind of the ones. They seem like they're probably the kids that nobody cares about. At least that's what they're right? – it yeah. makes it seem like.
1: Yeah, like Silas has no parents, and he has nobody to look out for him, and, yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, right. like, Hope and Ira – you know, the girls are like the – yeah. And they're – I mean, everyone is just so – I mean, I feel like their dad is kind of dumb and I feel like his girlfriend is kind of dumb and I'm not sure if the girlfriend, oh. so it looks like the girlfriend was made to like sleep with him, to manipulate him, but might have actually fallen in love with him.
2: That would be my guess. And from what the actors said, they do have real feelings. Um, so yeah, I guess it was her job to get him to do what they wanted, but then she fell in love with him. My My thing is, more of I'm curious how much she knows because she obviously knows things but we don't know if he knows or doesn't know I mean he could know and we just don't realize it yet so I'm kind of you know waiting to find that out but yeah I don't know
1: yeah yeah and I yeah I mean I feel like Hope is gonna get on to her because Hope is the star of the show and Hope is a super genius and and, you know, ultimately the show is about the kids and the kids are gonna be smarter than the adults and she'll probably figure it out. Um yeah, obviously that boy she met in the broom closet is gonna be her love interest, right? Which yeah, I feel I like probably... do we need a love do we need love interest in the last season of of a two season? I don't know. I, well, really, I, but... yeah. I, I I Yeah, I feel like a lot of it I mean th- so the one interesting thing was that guy with the beard was still being like like experimented on, and he's been a zombie now for a long time and isn't rotting away, right? Like, that guy's been a zombie since... I don't know right? how much
2: time has passed, because I can never keep track of these okay. timelines, but yeah, he good probably point. should good have point. By now. You're, you're right. But it could my just be a couple days. Other thing, I was thinking though about how, like I said, that maybe um that Hope will probably end up helping them with the experiments. My only yeah. concern too, though, is I kind of feel like if yeah. and, and granted, we know that that was like a scientist that they decided to turn into a zombie. I forget if they showed us or
1: if it was just he disagreed
2: with them or whatever the reason was. They, they never did. Him turned him no. Down.
1: Okay. They never showed us. Well, but he was in the picture on, on the desk. I'm sure it.
2: that if they come to Hope and say we're experimenting on zombies to try to figure out how to kill them, that's not necessarily a bad, evil thing. Um it's the fact that they're taking live people and turning them into walkers, But they may be doing that, and people like Leo are not aware of that. Now, we know Lila knows that, but that doesn't mean that that they would. And so I I could see, too, that she could work with them and help them with this and not know what's going on. Um, Because the thing I was thinking about is, like, I feel like if these were animals, I'd have a problem with it. But the zombies seem to have no... Like, the zombies don't seem to be conscience. Like like they like yeah. don't say like even you think of like robots and stuff when they torture them and it's bad. Like they know what it is to die and to suffer. Like the zombies don't seem to ever be in pain or know what's going on. And I think that's right. why to me it's like, well it's fine if they're experimenting on them. It's the fact that they're killing people to make zombies
1: that's a problem.
2: Yeah. So. Yes. Um yeah.
1: yeah. You're right. Um I mean that is pretty bad. And I and I just don't really so I don't really know how Hope is supposed to help them, because while Hope is a super genius... I have no idea. Like, I'm just
2: making complete guess. No, I no, no, I know, I know. Yeah, person. I agree
1: with you. Um, you know, Hope, the extent of Hope's super genius abilities was in season one that she made wine in, like, her dorm room or whatever, right? And that's how we know she's, like, a genius chemist or whatever, which is kind of dumb. Yeah. But,
2: you know... Which she, I'm not sure that that would necessarily help them with what they need, but...
1: I mean, she just turned 17... She's not mm-hmm. like some sort of – it's not like she was in the lab all the time with her dad, and they're like, oh, my God, she's – like, uh, mm-hmm. the idea that – I mean, it's just kind of – I wonder if it's a fake out, and it, it's it, it's more it's more to motivate her. Like, is Hope really the future of humanity? Like, what? And if she is, like, why would you let her walk a 1,000 miles across the country with – like, even the father was like, oh, my daughter's so valuable that you sent one soldier to help her. Like, the father had a good point. Yeah, right? like –
2: yeah like she just hoped they'd survive like they likely wouldn't have
1: so yeah. yeah and this idea like oh well we had to like test her and toughen her up and make sure she was into it and whatever and, but she's still and die. she still could have Guys on the
2: way yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah if she dies in the way you're doomed so I, I feel like the crm is not i mean obviously there's more there's a more we obviously think they're evil should I say evil? No, I, we shouldn't say good and bad. But I think they want to, like, I don't know, take over the world or they think their way is the only way, right? I think they, they only
2: care about saving their small group of people is, yes. is the way I look at it. Like, they're willing to do anything yes. to survive, but it, it's not about, to them, it's not necessarily about saving humanity because
1: otherwise you wouldn't kill tens of thousands of people. Right, you just save your own people. Um I assume they're not going to notice that a bunch of nuclear bombs went off in Texas. That's, like, that part of the shit, right? They don't... Like, I assume they're
2: not going to notice... Well, the without laws. having they're communication, they might not. Yeah, but they but have all these radios. Like, they have all these radios. I know. Right. And helicopters. Saying, like, in and, real life, and, there's no way they wouldn't know it. But in this show... Right. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, even even on Walking Dead which is, so I don't know where, which is six years, like, did the time jump happen after Rick disappeared? Yes. So Walking Dead is yeah. six years in the future, and hope people still have radios. Like, there are still batteries working six years later, so.
2: Yeah, but if the, it makes me question, though, if The Walking Dead is six years ahead of you're The Walking Dead, you're saying, right? It is, and I, I would, think... I feel like they should have known about the new... Nucle- I mean, granted, it wasn't written then, but I, I so question if they don't know about it. We think you know? World,
1: Beyond, World Beyond is behind Walking Dead. World Beyond is in the same timeline as Fear the Walking Dead. They didn't have the time jump. Like, Rick gets kidnapped and taken away in the helicopter, and we don't know if Fear is where... We don't know where World Beyond is in the timeline.
2: Yeah, I don't Maybe. know. I get told. So well, you and up I don't. With, people, with, know. With people know. People know. I don't. I don't. Anyway, let's just put it this way. I don't care enough to to
1: look it up and keep it straight. I'm not trying to be like. No, like,
2: I don't you're, really right. Know, you're right. You're right. By the time we hang up from here, I never remember to go find out. You're it's right.
1: Like, you're right. And we should yeah, move so, on from it because we already talked about it more than it needs. Um,
2: yeah. The only thing I'm go- I'm going to say, and people have seen the Fear of the Walking Dead premiere because it's been out on AMC+. Oh,
1: it's already, Plus. It's already on AMC+, Plus, um, yeah?
2: Yeah, you can go watch the premiere. I did not like the premiere um, of Fear. Oh, yeah? I did not understand. And I don't want to spoil it because not everybody's seen it, and, you know, they consider it not they consider it spoilers till it's aired on AMC regular. Um, there's something that happens in that episode. I really do not understand the motivation. And you'll know as soon as you see it, the motivation for the character at all, I just don't get. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And it really, really irritated me. Um, so yeah, that that's all I'm going to say. I'm curious what you think about it, um, but yeah, it's available now on AMC Plus. People can go watch the I mean, premiere. I've seen the,
1: I've seen the trailer. It looks kind of thoroughly ridiculous with Morgan wearing a gas mask, and now not, not only does nuclear bomb go off, but now he somehow has the clothing he needs to not be irradiated. I do really well, they were like. In that,
2: not for nothing, though. If you think about it, though, they were in the. Like sub, I oh, assume that there were they were probably... a nuclear submarine.
1: Yeah, they were in a nuclear submarine. Oh, yeah, okay, also, fair enough, Jamie. Teddy yeah. Teddy had
2: planned, even though I mean, Teddy did lie. He had planned to try to survive this thing. So I feel yeah. like there's probably stuff also in even like where June and uh, and what to say, John Senior, like they're down in what his, was going to be his foxhole, for lack of a better word, um, underground, right? So mm-hmm. I assume places like that that there's probably suits. And also, they're kind of have to have them because they're not going to kill all our characters. So, I and I'm yeah. guessing. I have no idea. I'm just saying. Like, to me it would make no sense. But I don't know. And, and, you know, I feel like they had the sub there. They knew they were going to have a nuclear bomb. I feel like they probably have suits everywhere.
1: Well, I think the nuclear the submarine clan? is prepared in case there's a reactor leak that, that they have That's interesting. right? I mean, I don't know. I'm never yeah. in, a, in a nuclear submarine. I'm not in the Navy, but whatever. But Anyway, I was gonna say like the one thing I really um, liked was Coleman Domingo's costume, which he clearly is wearing the clothes that you know in, the, in at the end of the last episode, he's like with that guy who has sort of like a little museum going on in his condo, and it looks like Coleman uh-huh. and it looks like um, uh, Victor is wearing some of those clothes, and he had that cool hat on, um, because that man always was good in a hat. So maybe I'll just maybe uh-huh. the costumes is something to watch this season. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow. We should move on from from this franchise and get on with some other shows that were. Sounds like a plan.
2: All right. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. uh, So I guess Oswald's next. You know,
1: there were some things about Oswald.
2: Yeah, two parts. Um, I mean, there were some things about it I liked. Um, Overall, it was not great. But there were moments I, I liked, character moments I liked. I think that the big thing, and, and I texted you, I'm like, tell me when you see it, and you agreed the same thing, that suddenly Kyle's in love with Isabel. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Like, there was yep. no lead up to that, no of him acting all googly. I mean, it just didn't happen. And I don't know why they decided to put it in. I also agree I don't like her girlfriend, and I would be, I'm fine if they just get rid of the girlfriend and put him in with her. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I, I just, it seemed out of the blue to me and did not make any sense. So I have a problem with that. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, I liked that they kind of had, like, Maria and Isabel, like, they're all talking about their family and stuff and working together to, to, to fix the, the sword. I like that, and... There were some good moments between Michael and, as there usually are, between Michael and Alex. Um, You know, I'll be honest, this time, I didn't mind the romance between Max and Liz. Like, it felt a little bit more real to me this time. Mm -hmm. It didn't irritate me. So that's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I still think once again with this show, like they probably could have done this, ep- this in one episode. They always make everything on this show so much more complicated than they have to. Like that they had him jumping back and forth between the bodies and, you know, he'd force him out and he'd force him back. Like, like what was the point to that? Like they didn't need to spend all the time doing that. It, it's just mm-hmm. and, and like I didn't understand, like it, why didn't they just inject max with the stuff to begin with like if they were going to make them switch bodies anyway did it really matter which body got it at least to me it didn't seem like it did and why didn't they just give acetone to Dallas to heal him at the beginning if it heals them like when he was in, like in surgery why didn't they give him acetone that's what I kept thinking
1: um, well these are all yeah. very good questions Jamie and I <laughs> can't answer them <laughs> because yeah. it's Roswell and it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, I Yeah, I know whenever he threw the, the
2: three of them, like, over the edge of the building, I'm, like, thinking, okay, just save Kyle. I don't really care what happens to the other one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I not dislike them, but it wasn't that big of a deal, that guy. I can't even think of his name. And Heath, I'm like, I mean, I like him. I guess I don't want him to die, but, like, it's not like it's going to ruin the show if they kill the two of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I... I kind of so i think i captured you that you know mm-hmm. i think that jones is really boring jones is so powerful or it was up until you know jones is so powerful that everything our characters do jones always has a superior power up at the last minute when they beat him right and and i Both. also think i mean I, I think jones's dialogue is ridiculous like jones does not speak the way a person speaks. I know he's not human. He's not from our planet, but Jones's dialogue is horrible. But I guess that's how you can tell Jones from Max because like Jones makes, Jones makes these speeches that are not written any form of normal dialogue that a person would ever say. And that's how you can tell them apart. Um, uh, and also yeah. a little bit of, he has a little bit more five o'clock shit. He's a little bit more stubble than, than Max has um, to his own part. Um, I I mean, I really have found Jones to be just an insufferable character and not a good villain because he he was kind of one-dimensional and his point of view was never really something you could understand or get behind. Like, he was straight up evil, right, for not really a good reason. Um, I'm glad he's gone. I thought that the part at the end where Liz has to choose between the two of them was something we should have seen coming for, like, many, many episodes, and maybe we did, right? Yeah, it was and really
2: obvious. I mean, I kind of liked, I kind of ooh. liked how they were, like, I don't like that they did the, like, she had to know the one, which was the real one. That was dumb. They do that all the time. But, I mean, I, yeah. I kind of liked that it was, like, the reason why she knew it was him, although I also figured that they do a fake-out like that. But I yeah. think the fact that she knew it was him because he didn't have the answer, I think was kind yeah. of like I didn't mind that whole like he didn't know what the song was and it's like obviously Jones did because he just copied his memory he would have seen what was deep in his memory Right. because you have yeah. memories you don't necessarily know you have which is the point Max didn't yeah. Max had the memory but didn't know he did so I I appreciated that and but but the fact that that whole scene and the fact that she was going to make him think she was killing the wrong one and I mean yeah it was yeah. it was a mile away um, so that part was kind of dumb but. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great show. Like I said, there were some moments I liked, but overall, the storyline to me is just always, it's like they go from A to B to C to D to E to F and all these points in between where they could have like cut out half of it and it would have made a better story, I feel like. It's too, too complicated. And I don't mean complicated as in you can't understand it. Complicated is in there's so, so much of this extra junk you don't need that it
1: makes you not care. Like well it's just like like if you mean I mean like if you mean like the whole alien family backstory like every week that gets more convoluted I can never remember like how Maria is related to Isabel and like there's so much yeah. like alien backstory and motivation and like wait how is Dallas related like Dallas' is and even like
2: how they have the whole radio like they could have not had the storyline with the radio at all like it's it's right. an extra never, layer to
1: add up. Yeah. Well, I mean so so that's the definition of a MacGuffin, right? It was a total MacGuffin that that never meant anything in the end. It had nothing to do with anything. And like at the end, you know how like Max and Well Jones they used it both to have their
2: body somehow, but I don't understand how they used it to force him out of his body. Which is kind of part of the problem. Like it was supposed to well, be important but it, it didn't make sense. <laughs> so And then
1: they built another one. The part with the bats was ridiculous. The idea that that machine would attract all those bats and then like, so Michael has built a cage out of alien technology that managed to hold Jones for weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, last earlier in the season, and then like three bats fly into it and it falls apart. Like three bats flew into it, a couple bats crash into it and it falls apart and Jones gets out. Like, uh, like, uh, yeah. And and I don't really understand the like the I don't know and that bit with the flowers and the blood and the sword and like it's very complicated right This is all so complicated sometimes when maybe it doesn't yeah. need to be um, Yeah, and I
2: you know if you think about it, I think too we like the show when it's more been like a social commentary and stuff because it's not yeah. I mean I always liked the the per se sci fi Uh, you know, complicated storylines, but it's not, it, it seems to me that they add all these threads for the sake of making it more complicated, not because they need it. Yeah. And they don't have good enough characters to back it up.
1: Yeah. And, and like they, and they sort of dropped the whole like first part of the season was really focused on, as you said, the social commentary where there was all this racism going on and all this other stuff going on in town and that sort of dropped. And, you know, um, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad the Jones thing is over. Um, it looks like there's a lot more aliens on the planet, like that woman, that naked woman in Mexico at the end. And who was the drunk woman at the table who said, how do you know Liz Orteco? Is that her mother?
2: No. And, and this I was going to ask you about. Okay. I don't know if you realize this, but the actress is who played the original Liz. Okay. That oh, one, I didn't yeah, know that. that was what I don't understand is she said she was her student. They never once showed her that she was Liz's teacher, as far as I know. That part I didn't no. understand. Like, I'm like, did we, I don't think we've seen her before. I mean, I thought maybe it was going to be like somebody she worked with at that company she quit. But she said she was her student. So the fact that they never she definitely introduced said her she was my before I had a problem with. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it was all for the reveal of it being that actress, Sherry Appleby. I get that. But to have it be her teacher, like, that's someone, if that's the case, we should have been introduced to already. So I don't understand that part. Um, and and also, she, maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like she was supposed to recognize the tattoo. Or or did I misunderstand that? Because it seemed to me that she, like, had an inkling of what was going on. Maybe it's just the way they filmed it, but it made me feel like that, and if she's her teacher there'd be no reason she would
1: right now that's the same tattoo that max has right oh yeah, um, yeah.
2: Th- that's what i mean yeah that's, like, the, that's, same, that's the triad the tattoo. yeah
1: yeah yeah i yeah i don't i don't know i um i don't get it i don't understand it um i mean i guess the naked woman is like supposedly Jones was like waking up a bunch of other aliens yeah, it was on supposed the to planet. Like
2: they came I don't know if they were new I, I, I'm guessing it seems like maybe that they are new aliens that crashed, I guess. Like he's a call with that radio. I guess that was the point of the radio. Um again, yeah. nothing exactly was explained, so
1: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, so it, you know, it I mean, I. It'll be interesting to see what where it goes with Dallas. I mean, interesting. No, I shouldn't say interesting because we don't. We're not that interested in the show. But you know, there's a point where Max says, like, I think my siblings are forming a new triad with Dallas, and there is that bit like there's always a triad. So we now have four aliens in Roswell, although Maria is a half alien, and. Liz is like a not alien, but whatever she is. Like I guess there could be. You need three, right? Four will always leave somebody out. You gotta have. Yeah. We gotta have three or six. And it looks like yeah. Rosa is leaving for a while. Like Rosa, Rosa gets tickets to New York. I guess Rosa will be gone for a while next. Yeah. Season.
2: I was kind of a little. That was my other thing, a little confused about. I guess she's just going to New York. Does that have to do with the art school? I thought like at first it was going to be that he gave her a letter, she got accepted or something. But it I think like it's that the art
1: school. I mean, he gave it. her he gave her a driver's license and a social security card, so her fake name is now a real person. Um, and right, but I think it was to New York.
2: Why he gave her a plane? Ticket. That's what I mean. Like I thought it was going to be that he also had the letter that she opened that said she was accepted. I don't understand why she's going yeah. to New York if she wasn't accepted. Oh, I, I, guess accepted. I guess she got accepted. So,
1: so, yeah, I guess she got accepted. Yeah, I guess she got accepted. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I'm glad that Jones thing was over. i glad they closed it out. Glad to see they finally had some of the characters move past their personal like trauma, so they can be like. I understand Michael had a lot of trauma, but it's good to see him start to move past it a little bit so his character can do other things next season, right? Isabel too. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I know.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind of like.
1: We don't love this show. <laughs> yeah, I don't maybe know we'll, maybe we'll drop it. That, yeah. Maybe we can drop it. Maybe we'll cover it next season if we have other things to talk about. Yeah. Speaking of other things to talk about, maybe we can move on from this horrible, this this mediocre show. Sounds
2: good. I mean, I agree. I'm glad they're done with that storyline, but now there's other ones coming from the planet, so I don't know. I mean, that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean this storyline will be just as dumb. I'm kind no. of be maybe I'm wrong, but I'm kind of a little surprised that they – left it so open i guess though they didn't i mean they wrapped it up but they opened something new i i just because uh, i don't know um cw kind of does their own thing so it's hard to tell if this was any other network i'd say there's probably no chance it's coming back but it's cw and they don't have a
1: lot of shows so i don't know i kept thinking maybe it was going to be jones and not max and it was going to turn out that she shot the lot. like when they hugged at the end of that scene. That's what of, I thought. We're going to see. killed him. I yeah. Guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, I hope not. Because if they take Max out of the show, then I I don't think there's a show if they're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I kind of thought at first they'd have to be the wrong one. But then when they showed he was dead, I figured it's probably not.
1: Yeah, it's the right one. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. All right. So
2: what do we have now? What if?
1: We'll get you back what, on here talk about is, Marvel's What If. Yeah, yep. let
2: me ask you guys something though. Did they release two episodes at once, or did I just miss that there was an episode and I saw them both at once? You saw because it was continued, that. obviously. I'm sorry.
0: You most likely didn't realize there was you, know, you missed an episode. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. No, that's what I was because I, I when I went there, I'm like, oh, there's two, but I didn't know if it was it was my fault or not. Um, but obviously, it, it was continued. I, I like these ones. I think it was really interesting how they brought in the different versions from the different universes so they had a point. What to me at first was confusing is that they made it seem like it was all from certain universes at first and I was like it didn't make sense Tony was alive but then you realized it was small the universes so it didn't matter. Um, I'm not sure why Tony wasn't important to them <laughs> which I think is funny. Um, but but yeah, because at first I was like, if they have you know Chala's sister or whatever, and they have the, the Pepper like talking together, I'm like, if they're from that universe, how is Tony alive? But I guess they were from all of them because then they had zombies. So I was just like, I'll just go with it. But I thought I thought it was pretty good. I liked how they did it. What did you guys think?
1: AJ, you've been silent for a long time.
0: Well, it's because I didn't watch the other shows. Um, yeah, no, I liked it a lot too, and. The um where the the Gamora and Tony scene when he gets Gamora, that actually because of COVID there was supposed to be ten episodes this season, but because of COVID they got short changed. So the episode that was supposed um to be that episode is getting pushed back to next season. Which is why it seemed a little strange that we got Gamora even though we hadn't had an episode with her uh episode with her and Tony, which we're gonna get next season so we'll understand more later. Um, as to the, the specific people that the Watchers chose, it was purposeful. Like, it was, you know, why they didn't just bring everybody that they could possibly get their hands on. He put together a specific team with specific abilities, which which him and Strange even talk about. Like, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, why would you bring Killmonger, who is, you know, not necessarily a good well, guy. And, and we see at the end of the episode, he Brought Killmonger because he knew Killmonger would betray them for his own purposes, which in turn would, you know, be able to um, track them and put them yeah. in the uh, mirror universe with uh, Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, it's the the saying, they never intended. They never intended them to win. I do like that they redeemed him, and I thought it was cool how he used all his crazy ass powers too. Like the the, you know, octopus arm or whatever and all that kind
0: of stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Mhm. Um
1: Yeah, I mean I enjoyed this episode. I liked I agree with you, I liked that they that they keep going that they picked so the the watcher went around and handpicked different versions of different people from different universes. And you know, by coincidence he picked the versions that we saw in the previous seven episodes. Um, yeah. But I did like that it was the dark Doctor Strange. It was, you know, it was the people we've seen. Um, I enjoyed the focus on these people. So AJ actually, I, um, I noticed that when, when, they, when the Watcher comes and handpicks Gamora, I was like, wait, why is Gamora hanging out with Tony Stark? What the hell is going on here? This makes no sense to me. I'm confused. And I thought to myself, I got to call AJ and ask him what happened <laughs> in the comic books that I missed here. Later, I saw on the internet that it's basically an episode out of order we're going to get next year to explain that. Um, I like also, I like that Tony Stark was left out of it just because, like, if you watch all the Marvel movies and Tony Stark, you know, I mean, Tony Stark kind of always thought he was the most important Avenger and stuff like that. It's kind of funny that he gets left out. Um, I, I really liked that Peggy Carter and Natasha are really a huge focus of this episode. They're good friends and they're a huge focus of the episode and they're the people who really in the end have... Yeah. They're the ones who overcome Ultron, right? Um, I loved all of that. Um, I thought that was fantastic. They're two of my favorite... I mean, especially like Agent Carter, who I love and I know AJ, you love her and we're both very kind of... You know, we were both very disappointed when her show got canceled. And I think it's disappointing that she has not had a maybe bigger role in the MCU. And it's been great to see her as Captain America. Um, so I love that also. I thought that was great. Um, I have never really – I'm talking a lot, but one more thing. Ultron is not oh. my favorite – Ultron's not my favorite villain. In the movie, Ultron's a total drag. I think comic, I think what if Ultron is way better than movie Ultron? I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that.
0: What if Ultron would have been better if if James Spaner did the voice again?
1: Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, movie Ultron is, um, I mean, what if Ultron is also, you know, very sort of, I mean, he's an AI, so could I say he's egotistical, but he's definitely full of himself. You know, he believes that he's right, that he has figured it out and all. And what if Ultron does also? But he's just a little, I mean, movie Ultron is just insufferable. Like, everybody talks and I want to punch him in his face just to shut him up. He's such a jerk. And I, I like the, I wanna, uh, I yeah, like I wanna the part the Ultron better. better.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I'm um, not remembering part of it, and it's because I haven't watched it in forever. But you're saying Ultron was was. See, I thought the part of Ultron when he looked like Jarvis still
3: mm-hmm. was
2: his voice. You're saying it was James Fader. Maybe that's why. Because what I couldn't figure out in the episode was driving me crazy was why he had an American accent. I guess I'm I'm not remembering then parts of it, I guess, if you're saying it was James Spader. Like, I thought that it was... No, it wasn't James
0: Spader. And what what if wasn't James Spader? That was my joke.
2: No, no, no. But what I'm saying is I thought was thinking, and I must be wrong, is I was remembering Ultron, I'm thinking of him as having um, the voice of Vision. And I kept thinking, no. why does he not sound like him? And that's where I was, like, confused. Why does he have an American accent? And I guess that's just something I'm misremembering from the show. Because I kept expecting him to sound like uh, like Jarvis or like Vision.
0: Yeah, no, he wouldn't. because okay, that's Jar- me, that Jarvis never – yeah, Jarvis became, you know, evolved into Vision, whereas because they didn't – because Ultron did win – uh Vision never was never created cuz right. he's but I guess his body was being the, created for Ultron to begin with.
2: Right. But in what if they make it look like it's the actor that plays Vision. That's why I expected his voice, I guess.
0: That's what confused me. Well, it's going to look like because yeah, it, it's going to look like Vision because that was originally supposed to be Ultron's body and then they swiped it from
2: right, him. Right, right. But they never. But I guess my point is, in the movie, when it looked like Vision, it had his voice. It's just because they never got to that point in the movie because that never happened. Yes. I guess yes. is where mm-hmm. I got confused. Okay, that makes more sense now. Yes. Okay, because I just kept thinking, why doesn't he sound like him? Why are they not trying to make it sound like him? I was lost there. Okay, that explains it.
0: Gotcha. To um, the point about Tony also, um, Karen, like you said, Tony's always got to be the smartest person in the room. And if you notice, every – MCU movie with the Avengers, Tony's got to argue with somebody about how his plan is better than everybody else's. Yep. And yeah. if you bring Tony into a mix like that, you know, where the multiverse is at stake and a and strange already have a plan. You bring Tony into that. He's going to be like, well, I don't like your plan. I think my, I have fun. a better plan. So let's do my plan. And mm-hmm. then now you've got infighting amongst everybody and Ultron wins. If Tony's there, Ultron wins. Cuz Tony doesn't play nice together.
1: You're right. That, You're right. He always has to have his own way. You're right.
0: Yeah. So what do you guys think okay. about, you know, the I mean the, the name of the episode is What If the Watcher Broke His Oath, which is essentially putting the team, you know, the um Guardians of the Multiverse together. But what do you think about him breaking his oath just a little bit more at the end there when Tasha's like, I don't want to go back to my home. There's nothing left. And he puts her in the multiverse where um, uh, Hank Pym killed all the Avengers.
2: So I thought it was cool he did something nice, but it probably should have screwed everything up.
1: I mean, that about sums it up, Jamie, yeah. Like, it was interesting that he (laughs) he wouldn't do something – I mean, he wouldn't do something nice for – he wouldn't do something nice for Peggy, but in the end, maybe he kind of did by, like, not granting Peggy's request. Because the Watcher – I mean, here's the thing about the Watcher. The Watcher sees everything. Right. Does the Watcher see the future and know what's going to happen? Because the Watcher – the Watcher sent Peggy back. He says, oh, they need need Agent Carter, but – or they need – Whatever, Captain America. But in the end, Peggy finds the Hydra Stomper and you know it's intimated that Steve is in there. So did the Watcher? It, I think it's implied the Watcher sent her back, knowing that she might be reunited with Steve. Yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, I definitely
0: took it like. My well, I mean, but he specifically he does, says to her, "They still, you know, they need you where you are supposed. To, you know, you're you're going back to where you yeah. need to be."
1: Yeah. He says they need, he says, like, they need Captain America or something like that.
0: Captain Um, Carter, yeah.
1: Captain Carter. They need Captain Carter. Um, But he does, like, grant, but then he he does grant Natasha's request and and deposits her. I mean, it was kind of cool that he put her in the Hank Pym storyline that we saw. And I didn't, we didn't necessarily all love the Hank Pym, the idea that Hank Pym became this Kill All the Avengers was... I mean, we well, the way he episode. did it, that was
2: brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a brilliant guy. Kind of cool. Um, and then Nick Fury immediately knows it's not her, which it's not clear why either, except he's well, very smart. But...
0: Well, he, obviously, he, he knew it wasn't her because she was dead in that universe.
1: Yes. I mean, I guess <laughs> if the Watcher is already going to break his oath by handpicking all these Avengers to defeat Ultron and save you know, all these universes, then sending sending Natasha to a place where she can be happy is actually a small, not as big a transgression, maybe. Right. Um. It's I, What I, I don't know, and AJ might, because you read the talk books, like, who is the Watcher accountable to? Like, is the Watcher like a god who can just do whatever he wants and he's adhering to his own code? Or is he part of a, a group of Watchers? Or is he a boss or whatever? Like, the Watcher's like, I can't, I can't. And Natasha like, this just do it. Just do it. He does it.
0: There's and, there's a there's a consortium of watchers.
1: Okay, and they watch and like, he watches, parts of the.
0: He watches Earth, and then another watcher watches Mars, and another one watches, you know. Okay. A different the Milky Way know, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Every, every, okay. yeah, every watcher watches something else. So. Okay. But there is a consortium that
1: All right. So he already now, broke the rules so big time. So maybe helping Natasha is yeah. is I mean, why not break some more rules, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well the funny thing is, no, if well, you yeah. notice Hold on real quick, Jamie. He um he he had already planned to send her there before she started carrying on and and being like, I don't want to yeah. go back to my time you know, my place. Like, and he was, it was, I thought it was kind of funny how he was like, he's like, there's no actual door. It was all kind of theatrical. And then he just drops the entire illusion and they're, stand, you know, and they're on the, uh, the, the helicarrier. carrier hmm So he yeah. had already planned that even before she He'd started already... bitching.
2: Um, I was just going to ask, though, is the Guardians of the Multiverse or whatever it is, is that a comic? Like, is that something, that's no. nothing in the show either. Okay, because that was kind of cool. I just wondered. I thought maybe there's a comic or something I'm unaware of because I don't know a lot I'm, of the stuff. That would be cool.
1: I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say that also, that I really, um, I liked the whole, like, Guardians of the Multiverse thing. was kind of cool. And then I, I was kind of wondering, is that going to be. Um, next season, maybe. Like a thing, right? Yeah. Is that going to be next season? Is that going to be a thing? Which I guess it's not. Um, or maybe it is. I don't know, but I kind of I I, I liked that, and I, I and I thought you know we know that the next phase of the MCU is the multi. I mean, the next movie is Doctor Strange of and the Multiverse of Madness. I think is the next one,
0: or no, the I, next no, it's no the next Spider Man. Spider Man's next. Spider-Man, next. Well, I mean, I mean, well, the Eternals is next, but that's not going to really get into the multiverse. It's going to be Spider Man's going to be the that, first multiverse movie, the MCU, and then the Doctor though, Strange. Right? Yeah.
2: Eternals is still, oh, yeah, it's still either, right.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's not, still part of it. It's just not gonna really it's just not really gonna touch on the multiverse, right. I don't believe. No, no. I mean Spider Man
1: Spider Man No Way Home, I think it's called, it's gonna be a multiverse. Although I mean I, I mean definitely Spider Man, the animated Spider Man movie that was so awesome. That was a multiverse.
0: Uh, into, in, Spider-Man. into the into the Spider Verse. Into the,
1: the into Spider into Spider Verse. It had it so, in its name. Yeah. Um so, uh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, Jamie, I totally agree with you. I was like, Guardians of the Multiverse, that's kind of cool. Is that, like, the theme of the of the MCU Phase 4 or whatever?
0: Um, it could be. <laughs> it I could end up it being Phase be. 4.
2: Yeah. I was thinking about it being a what if, like, or being a yeah. book. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess we've um, – um, I mean, I –
0: well, Go ahead, that, um, I was gonna, I was, the end credit scene with um, I think that's going to be interesting because we know we get we're getting a Captain Carter episode next season, so I think that's going to be interesting because, um, you know, in this case, the, you know, the Hydra stomper was recovered by Hydra, and it's implied that Steve's still alive inside, so. If we think, you know, I mean, basically, I mean, it's pretty popular theory already, is Steve, uh, first of all, he, he has, there's no reason he should still be alive after 70 years unless he, like, was, like, frozen inside oh. the hydrogen stomper or something. Or is he this universe's version of the Winter Soldier?
1: Oh, interesting. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Um and that's really all I mean, you know, since Captain America since he's no longer in in the Marvel movies and and we have a new Captain America from, you know, uh Captain America and the Winter Soldier, we've seen the new Captain America. Uh so that's a great way to keep that character keep exploring that character and it's really the only oh, yeah. way that agent carter is going to be to see agent carter at all also right um boo boo marvel for not giving agent carter a bigger role but
0: whatever <laughs> we might there's there's a rumor that she's going to show up in the multiverse of madness
1: <gasps> that'd be so awesome she's so great
0: Yeah, there's a rumor that we're yeah. going to see the other side of the first episode this season of, of What If, when she goes into the void with the squid monster, there's a rumor that oh. we're going to see what happens on the other side during Multiverse of Madness. Well,
1: the squid monster would be good to learn more about, because Doctor Strange, like, turns into the squid monster, like, yes. multiple times in
0: this episode, right? When it takes is the, the, squid, monster in the is squid monster in the
1: comics? Is the squid monster in the comics, Agent?
0: Uh, technically, yes.
1: Is the squid monster related to the, the squid game that I keep reading about on the internet and have no idea what it is?
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't I think assume so. maybe
2: the squid monster has to do with the Hydra logo, but I don't know if that's true. I just assumed it did. No. <sighs> Let me, let Just me ask you a question that has nothing to do with this, but I mean it has to do with Marvel, but not to do with this, but I'm curious. Um, yes. where in the MCU does um what you call it, the spider um into the spider verse, where does that fit in the MCU or is it not part of the
0: MCU? Um It's so it's strictly Sony. Okay.
2: Because I, okay. I just wondered because it um it isn't in the list of the chronological. That's why
0: I wondered. Yeah, no. None if you notice, none of the Spider Man movies are on Disney Plus. Uh,
2: so I can go ahead no. and watch that, and it won't meet my my MCU order. That's what I wanted to know. Okay, cool. Because I want to yeah. see that. Yeah, no. Just
0: just 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 go enjoy into the, the Spider Verse. It's really good.
1: Oh, it's
2: so
0: good.
1: Oh my god. It might be the best of all the Marvel movies. That's cool. Yeah, I think I might watch movies. that. Or, or Sony. Or Sony. Even, better, though like the one. Movie. <laughs> Even though it's not <laughs> a Marvel
0: movie. I but, know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's pretty fantastic.
0: All right. Anything else right. about that?
1: Nope. I think we're... I mean, other than mm-hmm. to say, like, the animation I thought was really good. And I think my favorite part of the animation... Was when Black Widow was riding up the staircase on her, on her motorcycle, and then she like goes into the air and fires an arrow, and Peggy's like, I was like, what? This is amazing.
0: And, yeah, that was pretty good.
1: Yeah, and, and I complained about the animation in season in episode one, and I've come to really um, enjoy it. So anyway, that's beautiful. We can All right. All yep.
0: right. I think
2: All that's right.
0: it, guys. I have it. Yep. Oh. Nope. Yep. All we have left is HS, so that is it for Jamie. All
2: right. Well, All right. I. Will... You guys. Um. The only other thing I was going to say is, people can offer friendly lock and key questions if they do it tonight. Oh, um, when is, is that coming tomorrow? back? Tomorrow. My My schedule is so screwed up in my head. <laughs> uh, it's I can tell back you Friday,
0: isn't it? Seconds.
2: Um, I don't know, but I can tell you in, like, two seconds if you wait. I just have to look up when the stuff is, and that won't, should tell me when. Let's see. Uh, October 22nd.
0: Okay, so text? two weeks.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, it's got a little
2: bit. All righty, then. I will right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night. Right,
0: okay. Good night, Jamie.
2: Good
1: night, Jamie. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, AJ, this brings us to American Horror Story.
0: Yes, Death Valley.
1: Yeah. That, um, so this that's a great episode. Eight. eight. Yeah, you think so?
0: So many, so many lifelong questions finally answered. Such as? Well, now we know <laughs> why Kennedy was shot. Yes. We know Kennedy was shot because he was going to tell the public about the aliens. We finally know right. the truth.
1: You would finally know who shot and it looks like Nixon engineered that right
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> i tell you what I that the guy um, the I don't know who the actor was that played Nixon but I felt like he kind he stole the episode <laughs> for me like he was just <laughs> he, he just he was so, such a character that entire time I just I got such a kick out of him it was so well done and again, the black and white part of the episode is so much better than the the, the uh,
2: again, present yeah.
0: timeline. And, so and did you notice?
2: Happened... Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Sorry, real quick. Did you notice the score? Like they both the whole episode has you know this alien, alien creepy alien type score, but I feel yep. like the score in the black and white is so much crisper and makes so much more sense because it I think because it. Cause it that type of score goes better with the black and white. And it kind of takes you back to, to go, you know, to, you know, the black and white alien movies, you know, or even like, you know, some of the old monster movies, you know, the way the, I don't know, the, just the black and white part, just overall is so much better. What were you going to say?
1: Well, I was going to say that that actor, I looked him up today because I was like, who's playing Nixon? And um, his name is Craig Sheffer. And I felt like it wasn't so none of these characters really look all that much like, like the characters they play because whatever, like you're, you're casting actors. And so I was like, like the, who is this guy? Does he look like Nixon? But he, he, he's like doing a Nixon voice and he's doing the Nixon mannerisms really well. Or at least he's doing like, like I wasn't alive when Nixon was president, but he's doing what I know to be Nixon, right? And he did pretty right. much steal every scene that he was in for sure. Um, like anytime he's on the screen, oh my god! Right, you're just looking at. Sorry,
0: him. no, I'm just, I yep. just, I know who he is now. Like as soon as you said Craig Sheffer, on I went. Wait a minute, isn't? I was like, wait a minute, isn't that so and so? Yes, he was on One Tree Hill. But the the first thing I ever saw him in, which is uh, a great movie, is um, um. Oh dear God, I can't remember the name of the movie now. It's a, a, a it's an adaption from. Uh, Clive Barker, uh, Nightbreed. That's the first thing I ever saw him in. I love that movie.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know that movie. I don't know that movie. But, yeah, he's, but, yeah, she he's was been around Hall for a also. long time, this guy, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And,
1: and he did steal every single scene. And, and, like, to steal scenes from Neil McDonough is kind of hard to do because Neil McDonough is yeah. a is a – he's a scenery chewer also and I don't mean that against him like he has made a really good career uh, of playing these kind of characters that are just a little I mean his most recent role was on Van Helsing where he played like a an ancient vampire right and so he's playing Eisenhower um, and I think Neil McDonough is is is. I mean yeah the steel scenes of Neil McDonough is kind of hard I think right except when you yeah, play Nixon
0: just... yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's playing Nixon. As I said, he's playing the Nixon we know. Like, there's not any nuance to this Nixon, but it's a Ryan Murphy – it's American Horror Story. This is not a a show that's about nuance necessarily. This show is about being over and over and over the top. So playing the the over-the-top, like, horrible Nixon is what we're looking for in this, I think. Um but it, yeah. it's interesting to see him sort of outmaneuver Eisenhower and Kennedy. And that to me was as you say so much more interesting than like than than the modern day part of the show or even like even like the so we had actually very little aliens themselves in this part of the the black and white half this week was really about the political maneuvering. Um, including Mamie Eisenhower, right? It was all about these humans who were in the know, like like Working around each other, really to the detriment of humanity. And we, and yeah, we okay. We so we did see some exploding heads and shit this week, um, but really there was not a lot of aliens in that half, right? Or is that my impression because I just saw so much Nixon?
0: I mean, well, technically the, we we saw the aliens, but they're inhabiting people's bodies now in in the black and white. Like right. Mamie is yeah. an alien, you know. Yeah. Um. Or she's, so, I mean, she's
1: possessed. She's really not an alien. She's, like, possessed by an alien. No, me. she's
0: possessed, yeah.
1: She's possessed, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, which was kind of interesting. Um, um, but maybe not surprising because Sarah Paulson was playing Mimi Eisenhower, so you knew she was going to get yeah. better than just being, like, the supportive wife and homemaker.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Will, Lily Ravey, she only... Uh, she she played Millie um, Earhart for a minute and a half in this episode just oh, to show yeah. her dead body How did I it again? <laughs> because the yeah, baby yeah. The, the baby the the baby hybrid that did not work as planned, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> yeah, she's barely been in it. Um, and a lot of characters, a lot of people who have not been in these Ryan Murphy shows before.
0: Yeah, I like um, I love I mean, it when Ryan Murphy plays. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. Finish,
0: please. I just saying, I love when Ryan Murphy plays with um, real life, you know, like the, the Kennedy assassination is because he was going to tell the public about aliens. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, because of the alien treaty, we were going to beat the Russians to the moon because we, you know, uh, this is why we have microwaves and all this technology and everything because the aliens gave, you know, gave us the technology. I love it when he plays with that type of stuff and, 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 you know, kind of integrates real life with the storytelling. It, it always, it just kind of immerses you into it even more and it's, and it's fun, you know? hmm Yeah. And Marilyn Monroe uh, had so- an alien encounter.
1: I know, right? That was really interesting also. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I like that whole scene where JFK is like, uh, Marilyn, you're not reacting appropriately. I just told you aliens are real," and she's like, "Oh, I've always known about aliens." And then tells that story. Um, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's all really fun to have all those characters be in the know, and and that this has been going on. I actually thought of, so I actually thought of the 4400, the part where where Eisenhower explains or or whoever like reveals that. Eisenhower's made a deal with the aliens that they can abduct five thousand people. It's not clear to me—is it five thousand per year? I think it's just five thousand people total they can abduct. In return, they give us things like the microwaves and whatever, and and um, it's supposed to secure our our freedom or our security. Um, but in fact, they want to populate the Earth, right? Um, right. So, but I also, I mean, it's also very X-Files. Like, I was thinking about the X-Files and and the efforts to, I mean, the X-Files also had a huge plot about government making a deal with the aliens to create Mm -hmm. alien-human hybrids, right?
0: Right. And we even Uh get to see a hybrid, a successful hybrid, Theta. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so my, my theory, I guess, is out the window about Angelica Ross's character because... Yeah, I, I don't think that's the chemist. <laughs> I still nope. think they're connected nope. somehow, but my theory about her was wrong.
1: <laughs> nope, because she's actually uh, a hybrid midwife. Like her job yeah. is being, a, or a nurse, or some kind of attendant to the pregnant humans. Um, I mean, I knew we knew that was her. You could recognize her voice. I knew that was her behind the mask. Yeah, task, right? yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I knew it was her the minute she started uh, talking.
1: Yeah, and that big eye—that was creepy. I mean, it was a, yeah, well, unrealistic, but cool. Um. So, I mean, the 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 teenager half of the show, like, I don't know, what did you think about that? Um, it's, it's not it's just not as good, right?
0: No, it's really not. Um, I think the the funniest part, the the only good part of that whole thing, was when um. And I don't even know his name, but the one, the one guy, he's he keeps asking, "Where's this coming out of me?" <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee you, and Karen, you know, I don't know if, if, if the thought crossed your mind, but watching that, you know, every time he asked that, my brain immediately went to, you know, I, you know, if you think about the male and female anatomy, the equivalation of it, I'm thinking there ain't nothing fitting out of my penis <laughs> in the form of a baby. Nope. So I understand you nope. asking, where is this thing coming out?
1: <laughs> there's no getting around the part that men just don't have a birth canal.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Uh, You've got a canal, no it's just not that... for birthing. Yeah, right? <laughs> now I assume that baby is coming out of his chest just like an alien, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I I mean, that's the only way that's coming out. I assume that he's going to die. Um, There's no – yeah, there's no way that these boys are going to live
0: through there. The girls
1: maybe can, right, because they – Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to know what Steve Jobs was doing there.
1: I know. Why is he there? And he's the, So it's all totally white, and then Steve Jobs is there wearing his black turtleneck, which is kind of funny. Um, and, yeah, I don't know why he's there. Like, what does he have to do with, like, all these uh, – I mean, it's basically like a baby farm where they're being held, right? They're all being held there until yeah. they deliver, and why Steve Jobs is there. And I'm not sure if he's if he's a prisoner there. Is he an alien? Is an alien hybrid, like, or we'll never know because it's yeah, a Yeah, I'm throwaway not sure joke, what the right? story of that is. Yeah, um, throwaway yeah, a
0: little bit. That's the, yeah, yeah, he's talking to Calico. You know, we get the introduction of Leslie Grossman's character for this, which I'm not sure what her story is because, you know, it's pretty obvious that she's been around for a long time. So I'm thinking she's some kind of alien hybrid also maybe.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean, she's not to be trusted for sure, right? She's
0: well, not. No, obviously.
1: Says she is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One thing that really doesn't have anything to do with the story of the show, though, I actually had to do a double take at one point when when they first show. Um. Uh. Uh. Ke- Ke- uh Taya Gerber's character, Kendall. When they first show Kendall yeah. in the, the kind of cafeteria area and the way she's sitting there and everything. I actually had to do a double take because for a minute, I thought I was looking at Cindy Crawford. <sighs> like, I was like, I know she's not Cindy Crawford, but I was like, holy crap. In that scene, she looks yeah. just like her mother.
1: Oh, yeah. she looked, Yeah, she looks exactly like her mother. When she's, like, laying back, yeah, she looks exactly yeah, kinda like
0: le- Yep, kind of, like, leaning back, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. She looks exactly like Cindy Crawford. It's amazing. Um I I I like her. So I I think that is a not great storyline that's not really going anywhere partly cuz those teenagers are non-sympathetic and I don't really care if they live or die. But Kendall's getting a little right. better and I I do like Kaya Gerber better in this role than I did maybe in in Murder House. Yeah, you didn't like Ruby. I didn't really like Ruby that much. Um, Well, Ruby was a jerk. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) well. Ruby was a jerk. Um, But, anyway. um, I think that, so, I think Kendall is not a throw. So these teenagers are expendable, except probably for Kendall. Like, Kendall is the star. But like, the other three could get killed. Kendall, if any of the yeah. teenagers are going to live, it's Kendall. And I think, I think like, that Kyger were being cast again so quickly. Like, she's maybe, you know, a, a part of the – you know, there are people that are part of the Ryan Murphy ensemble, and they play in a lot of shows. And he definitely seems to be interested in Kaya Gerber and and casting her, and keeping her around or whatever. So yeah, I, I felt like oh, like Ryan Murphy likes her, she's gonna be around for a while.
0: Yeah, Maybe. I mean, and we already um, know we get three more seasons, <laughs> so it's very possible. Yeah, yeah, it's very possible. Um, um, I feel like I feel like the present day storyline is kind. Of, it's, it's just it's almost like it's just there just to show us that. After 60 years, they still haven't perfected this. Like, it's still a work in progress.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Right? They've been doing this since Eisenhower was president, and they haven't. I mean, so we saw, like, Eisenhower, it was a little crazy, but Eisenhower personally shoots the first hybrid baby, which is, again, very much like Alien. Like, it hatches, and then it eats everyone. (laughs) Just like in that movie. Um, and, and so they've gotten to a point where like Angelica Ross is actually like, a, you know, the hybrids are getting a little, but not really very more human. Like she was all gray with the, I mean, she was totally an alien with just a little bit of a human face. She was like seven feet tall. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, for 60 years, they've not really gotten that, they've gotten far, but not, they're not there yet. But I, I'm i not right. really sure, like, do the aliens want to appear human so they can live undetected? No, like, like, that floating, the first alien lady who was floating, she explains that they just want to, like, breed themselves immunity to our pathogens, right? They just want to... Breed themselves an immune system, so they can survive on our yeah. planet. They don't want to survive undetected. I mean, I, I'm assuming those aliens, while well, they say they want, to, they actually want to take over, right? Yeah. I'm sure they want to take over and annihilate us.
0: Yeah. They just don't have the capacity, you know, they don't have the the genetic makeup to survive in Earth's atmosphere. So that, that's yeah. ultimately what their goal is.
1: Yeah. Um. So how do you feel about this being, I mean, as far as I can tell, this is like maybe the first season that appears to be like 100% non-horror. It appears to be wholly science fiction. I mean, it's not a season. It's only, we're only getting four episodes, six episodes, four episodes. Four. Four
0: Four. four of this half.
1: So it's half over. um, And fully not horror related. Yeah, you know, I had not really
0: thought about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it you're right. It. It's like, definitely, it's horror. definitely, definitely on the science fiction side of things. And, I mean, you know, it science really fiction hasn't can been... be horror,
1: right? We could argue right. if Alien is a science fiction movie or a horror movie.
0: Yeah, it's just it's defi- it's definitely more of a um a lighter side of it.
1: Yeah, um, but it's really not horror, but, you know, I mean, look, after this is season 10, right? So they got to branch out a yeah. little bit, um, but it's not in the least bit scary. Yeah, no. Or not in the sense we've come to expect from this, but it's still pretty good. I mean, I, I, I mean, look, I love the addition of Neil McDonough. To me, is maybe the number yeah. one thing this season. I'd love to see him be a regular on this show. I think he could be really oh good. Oh my
0: god, the, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> I mean, we
0: He's like, we like he, him. I mean, he has such he has such a range. Yeah. I mean, all these all these actors that have done American Horror Story do because they have never they've never played the same character twice. So, no. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so. Yeah, so uh, two more of these and we'll uh we'll see if it connects and how it goes. I'll
1: be able to see where it can go with only with only four. Like uh, you know, yeah. we have talked a lot about how American horror story sometimes has too many episodes and you know something like yes. uh Red Tide, like six was better for it. Even with six it probably could yeah. have been five, right? Um, and is for well, yeah, the a awful. <laughs> That's Terrible half, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it just ended when they ate the mother, and then like moved on. Yeah uh-huh. right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure this will go down as the greatest episode, the greatest season, but the black and white part. Yeah. Is great and interesting.
0: Yeah, it's and, he, done really well.
1: and scarier. Like that's scarier. The black and white part is scarier to me.
0: Yeah. If I'm gonna say yeah. one
1: part is scary, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. People's heads are exploding. Come on.
1: Yeah. At least they're exploding.
0: Um, <laughs> so, I have almost caught up on why I haven't watched the latest episode Ooh. yet.
1: I have not watched Sorry, the latest episode talk. yet either because I was away.
0: Yeah, so maybe we could talk a little bit about that next week because we only have two shows next week.
1: American Horror Story and and what else is on American Roswell. Horror Story and Roswell? Uh, no, World like Beyond. no, no, Roswell ended. World Beyond, yeah, which is Yeah, terrible. World Beyond. So, yeah, we could add why. Are you enjoying why? Yes.
0: Yeah. I think it's it's, it's I like okay.
1: It. And you've not read the comic? No, no I, right?
0: mean, I I have not read the comic now, but I I think I might now. Yeah it's only like fifty issues, so I might yeah. read it after I'm done with season yeah. one. No, yeah, it's definitely intriguing and it's, it's definitely interesting and entertaining, and I really um, enjoy Agent Three Fifty Five or whatever her number is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like her. Yeah, a lot. and I don't,
1: I don't know that actress. We can probably look her up by um, next week and and talk about her a little bit. All right, maybe we'll we'll but, give it a yeah, shot next week. I'm enjoying it. And, I, I, not.
0: and yeah. I and I don't expect. I mean, I don't know how busy you are, but like I said at the beginning of the show, you definitely got to check out Midnight Mass. It's really, really, really? good. All right, good. Yeah, excellent, excellent cast. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you'll you'll recognize a lot of the characters from. Did you watch The Haunting? You watched The Haunting? No, no I, I know, thought I, I thought it I would be it. too scary. Watch those? Yeah, I've okay. seen the original. Well, a lot it of the scary. A lot of the actors and actresses are from, you know, from that and everything. But every it's, it's a really, uh, oh, you know, actually, you will recognize somebody. Remember, um, I can't think of the character's name, uh, Craig, Greg, Greg, from Legion, the guy with the cane and the burnt face.
3: From Legion Le- movie?
0: No, from Le- no, uh, the TV show.
1: Oh, from Legion, from the TV show Legion, the guy with the cane and the burnt face. Yes, yes, that guy, yeah.
0: Yes. He is in Midnight Mass and he is amazing. Um it's it's like I said, it's it's a slow burn type of story, but it's very character driven. You know? Um it's really not scary at all. But it's it you'll you'll see. You're gonna I think you're gonna like it a lot.
1: Okay, and it's on Netflix?
0: Yes, Netflix.
1: Okay, good. Um, because the last Netflix thing I watched I didn't really remember last week when I was here being like, Oh, I'm really liking Black Summer and then like two days later I was like, Oh my god, you're right, AJ, this show is terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I do.
1: I had only seen like so. two or three episodes we talked last week. Now I've watched all of it, whole two seasons and I'm like, Oh my god, this show is terrible. Don't watch this. It's just so I didn't make it past episode horrible. four. Well, and the next 20 episodes are the same. It's just people being... like It was very
0: one-dimensional.
1: Yeah. It's just people being jerks to each other for no apparent reason. Like... Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a bleak portrait of the end of the world, and it makes no Yeah. Well, let's not talk about it. I just don't recommend it. It was bad. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> All right. that is our show this week, folks. Karen, you have a wonderful week. And you we'll too. do it again next You Have a great time. week.
1: All right. Talk to you All next we'll Tuesday. Try. All right. All right.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Have a good night, everyone. Good
1: night. Bye.